everybody, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laps fans. I am your host, DC, and I'm Liz. And Liz, it's it's uh, we're back to recording on Sunday. We took a week off. We're back. We had to take a week's trip to go to the cinema. That's right. We had to take the long the long journey. The the Jaws uh, theme song was playing the entire way. That's right. The 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 bell tolled for us. Finally, we mm-hmm. had to watch this fucking movie. Finally, not short of its own new controversies. By the time we got to it, reading all of the Ezra Miller news that was coming in while we were planning to watch it, and I was just like, oh, good thing that Ezra's not in the movie that much. Honestly, yeah. really, yeah. not much credence content in this film. No, not really. Uh, The film Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. The Secrets of Dumbledore? The Secrets of Dumbledore. Did I get that right? The Secrets of... I guess I don't really know. I think so. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yes. Okay. Got it in one for the first time ever. Yeah, no, we finally watched the third and probably final Fantastic Beasts film. Um... I with all the horrible Ezra Miller allegations coming in, I was like, God, maybe maybe I don't want to watch this at all. But I gotta say, I am glad that we did, because this is bad in a new and different way. Oh, for sure. And I, I think it was valuable to see this this film I mean, one, because th- this this now brings us up to having fully completed all of the Wizarding World content uh, out there, which is wild. Uh, this this was the last piece. The last feather in the cap, as they say. <laughs> Prestigious achievement. Uh, but it was fascinating. Why Watching in the context of there continuing to be, you know, this, this horrible news cycle around it really highlights what a weird movie this is in terms of, like, trying to fix it this is a movie that you can really tell a lot of people touched and tried to retool and try to change from the previous ones to like make it more palatable um and they did not succeed but it is trying stuff i think we both sort of settled on this movie feels desperate yeah it's movie shaped for sure it's yeah more movie shaped than either of the previous ones i will say that Mm-hmm. But absolutely a unique entry in the franchise. Bizarre. A bizarre film. Yeah, so Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. We open with a big Wizarding World logo, which made me laugh out loud because I completely forgotten that that was still, like, the branding that they were pushing for this thing. Oh, the, like, half-circle wand with Wizarding World, yeah. Wizarding, wh- Wizarding World, the Wizarding World logo that they that they uh, uh, trotted out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first scene of the film uh, is the scene everyone has been waiting for. Uh, all, all Wizarding World fans have been begging for this to be depicted. <laughs> I'm referring, of course, to uh, ripping off the Heat Diner sequence, but with uh, Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen instead of Pacino and De Niro. <laughs> we truly have been been waiting for this this big moment. Yeah, this big moment. D- D- Jude Law, Dumbledore is sitting in a Muggle coffee shop. Mads Mikkelsen walks in and sits down, and they have this little this little catty 
back and forth about like, oh, and, you know, when, 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 when we were young, you were so committed to the cause, uh, and and Dumbledore's like, well, well, not anymore. I'm I'm no longer a Nazi, Mads. Um, I'm I'm done with being a wizard Nazi. Yeah. Uh, and then Mads uh basically calls him a huge pussy and uh walks out. <laughs> And it turns out that this is a, a like, I, well, the implication to me, because the scene ends with like this, the, like the walls burning down. Right. And it's like a memory that's that's fading. Is that what um, that means? I, I, I assumed it was like a, a new visual cue for like, oh, this is a pensive memory. Right. But we didn't really that, that never comes up again. Like there's no pensive memory stuff in this um, aside from a very minor character who has a pensive memory taken out later but uh but no we 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 have uh, uh kind of two important things established here number one dumbledore uh used to be a nazi but doesn't didn't like it and number two uh they said hey they said they were gay so good for them i guess they did they did uh in a very easily easily removed scene by the way um i'm sure that this is not in several international versions but uh uh, they did say it, so you know. I, I guess third movie's the charm on that one. Good on, good on them. Good on them. Um, right away, <laughs> what, what did you think of Mads uh, in this movie? I mean, he just felt like a budget version of every other character he plays, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all respect to to Mads Mikkelsen, one of my favorite character actors in the world, but uh, uh, phoning it in. Maybe in this one. Um. I felt like I was watching Casino Royale only because, but like Casino Royale for children. Because y- yes. the whole movie is like movie shaped, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like movie shaped <laughs> adventure, um, like s- some action movies. And like Mads is there, but he doesn't have the tear of blood running out of his eye. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they, it's really nice of them to get together and make a James Bond movie for 12 year olds. Yeah. I mean, like, like that's, yes, that that is a real vibe throughout this whole movie i mean like again like the heat diner scene at the beginning Mm -hmm. is is so uh indebted to uh genre like like it's a genre staple right you get the hero and the villain together in a a public place to have like an epic you know like your duel of words or whatever um and there there are tons of moments like this throughout the film where you can tell exactly what they were going for in that sense. Like you're hundred percent right. Like there's the, there's the sense that this is a genre pastiche for children. And to its credit, I think this is the most for children. One of these movies has ever felt, Um, but it still doesn't (laughs) really nail that. Right. Like it is not, it still has the baggage of being the sequel to crimes of Grindelwald. So it has, it still has like, a shocking amount of like animal murder on screen and uh boring political intrigue that doesn't really uh uh, uh rise to the occasion for the kind of movie it is and yeah yeah um uh much later there's a there's an action sequence we'll get to that's like straight out of a Star Wars movie right it it's it's really really trying to uh be more of like a blockbuster picture and mm-hmm. it just doesn't have the heart for it um no. but it throws many ideas at the wall yeah so i so i guess that's like my my feeling about mads that he's like a piece of 
of that puzzle where I'm yeah. like, this is this is Mads uh, doing the Mads thing, but yeah. um, it, everything is just so watered down and generic yeah. that it comes across the same way. Also, I feel like he maybe was just uh, in it for the paycheck. There's a little a... bit of a vibe I got from him. <laughs> there is a real, there is a moment. Uh, I mean, for one thing, because of the nature of the filming of this movie, where you know it was filmed during COVID regulations and they had to bring people back for reshoots and whatnot, it's a very, very soundstagey movie. A very and tons and tons of green screen, just like just like clearly complete green screen composite shots where mm-hmm. actors were definitely not in the same room, uh, being filmed at the same time. Uh, uh, um, and, and so there's a lot of, a lot of the movie is just characters standing around. Um, and Mads is like, I, I feel like really poorly served by that. Right. Because like you, you think about like, you know, when, when Mads is in a, is in a, uh, a James Bond or something, um, or, or Hannibal, right. Like he, he, He's fun to watch because he has like this this sense of like detached menace that he like exudes, right? And mm-hmm. like he gets up in people's faces, he monologues and stuff. But in this movie, he's just like standing alone in a lot of shots, um, and sort of having to react to people talking to him from off screen. And there's this moment where he like shrugs at something someone says. Um, uh, where and it just looks like it it doesn't look like acting it just looks like mad's like hearing some completely bonkers dialogue and just going like well (laughs) just (laughs) i don't know how to how to react to this really Um, right yeah and 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 he's also just not in the movie very much he has this opening sequence he has like uh, a sort of pivotal scene two thirds of the way through, and he has the ending speech. But that, but that's really it. He's not, he's not a constant presence in this movie. This is the Newt Scamander movie. I was just about to ask the question, actually, that did you feel like any character got to be in the movie very much? Mm. Yeah. Because I don't even feel like Newt got to be in the movie very much. <laughs> I, I feel like pound for pound, Newt got a lot of screen time. It's just that Newt's barely a character, right? So he's, he's like, he's such a vessel for the audience in most of this movie. It's it's odd. Th- this is one of the things I was talking about with, 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 with like the, the structure feeling different, right? Is like, this movie, as you say, is movie shaped. And and I think that that's where I get the feeling that it's like the new movie from because like once this Dumbledore scenes over in in the in the in the coffee shop we get Newt's adventures with some creatures and then Newt goes to see Dumbledore and then Newt goes to the train to like get the heist plan going and and like Newt is pulling us through the movie's plot, mm-hmm. which is at least one step better than Crimes of Grindelwald where. It was all over the fucking place, right? And 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 there were scenes happening that that involved none of the characters we knew. We were establishing new villains. We were visiting characters that like book readers know, like Nicholas Flamel, but like didn't really matter, right? Like like that that movie had no through line. And this one, I think, does. I, I think that's maybe more what I mean when I say it's the Newt movie. Because Newt is not a character in this. He is just the the uh, the anchor for the audience right but he is at least present for most of it i feel like he's carrying us through he's us 
he's us there visiting all these <laughs> exactly. uh, delightful quirky characters and their their goings on. <laughs> Speaking of quirky characters, the movie opens, or or I guess this isn't the, the the movie, but but Newt's story opens with him you know, on this pontoon raft and he's got his case and he opens his case and we see Tina, uh, 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 madam not appearing in this film, uh, uh, smiling at him in a photo. And it's, it's this very whimsical setup, right? Yeah. And I, I had this moment where I had like, cause I had like, we, we read the leaks ages ago, um, mm -hmm. allegedly. Um, and, uh, uh, I had completely forgotten all that stuff, and I was like, "Oh, they're do this is fun. Newt's going on a little adventure. This is cute." And then <laughs> it just involves a, a deer dying, deer giving birth, and then getting murdered by <laughs> not Death Eaters. Like <laughs> a real. Like, this is a cruel joke to to literally all twelve year olds. <laughs> we, we when we watched. What was the thing that happens at the beginning of Fantastic or uh, 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 Crimes of Grindelwald that we always joked about with the, the lizard? The, li the lizard yeah. getting freaking needed out of the carriage <laughs> to fall to fall violently to its death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm 12 years old and I love Harry Potter and I love magical creatures. I can't wait to go see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. <laughs> See the funny thing with that is like Crimes of Grindelwald starts and like like that movie opens with like a guy having his tongue cut out, right? And then <laughs> and then the scary guy escapes prison by murdering a bunch of dudes and then through he throws a lit like like that movie the, the lizard being thrown out of the window is, is hilarious and just wildly inappropriate for the kind of movie it is, but like everything in that opening was inappropriate for the kind of movie it's supposed to be. Whereas here we get like the glimmer of hope that this is like a fun adventure movie. And then Bambi's mom gets murdered. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, which I, I think really sums up this whole movie in that you can, you can sense the push and pull here, I think between I'm assuming what are Joe's ideas versus what the, what the studio and what maybe clothes, um, and any other like punch up writers were 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 contributing, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think that the like this is the most. If they couldn't figure out who this movie was for, really. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it I I know that they were trying to go for everyone, but yeah. it it ends up being no one. I think all of these movies and, and the Harry Potter movies originally to some degree were this, right? The, the, like, like the four pillar movie, right? Where it's like, there's something for, for every demographic in here. And, and the fantastic beast movies have never really managed to like hit that they're, they're you know, not, not a four quadrant hit or whatever they, they refer to it as. Um, and then crimes in particular was such a, relentlessly miserable dark movie <laughs> <laughs> to to and like not in a cool way right like just just really 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 laying it on thick and this one is interesting because it's a sequel to that and has to deal with everything that happened in that movie but they've decided so someone finally got their wish and, and said like no this has to be like fun you know, like for for families to go see at the movies, but like everything that's happening is still insanely fucked up. Now that the tone is just lighter, and so it makes the movie feel kind of deranged in, in spots. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like my uh, prevailing theory here is that um, 
uh, JKR really just got to plot the film. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have uh, Bambi's mom getting killed at the beginning. <laughs> but then we also get the like whimsical uh, inflation snake uh, flight directly <laughs> after because it's like, oh, yeah. here comes the here comes the fun and whimsy. <laughs> the breakdown of this scene is nuts. So, so, so if you if you discount the uh, the Dumbledore diner scene, this is how the film opens. Our hero. Uh, finds uh, uh, this magical deer in the woods. It's very cute. It's very cute. CG deer. They really made it cute. It's got the big, the big eyes, and it's you know, yeah, very good. It's very, very good. It's very sweet looking, um, and it's giving birth. And there's like this funny because you know, like, and this was a, a funny moment where like it gives birth, but it like gives birth in a really cartoony, like non graphic way, right? Where it just like spurts the the baby out in like an <laughs> orb, and then it just like pops out of the bubble, pops out of it like a bubble. It's like, hello, I'm here. It's it's very cute. Yeah. Then. Uh, Credence and a bunch of uh, Nazi wizards appear and just start <laughs> blasting. They, they're, they're blasting. <laughs> you just you just see the mama deer take Avada Kedavra like to the chest and fall over, like like boom, dead. Um, and and also the baby one. Oh no, even sorry, not no. The baby one gets it way worse later. Um, yeah, the because because Credence like like. <laughs> takes it the death the the i keep calling them death eaters but i guess they're just like whatever grindelwald Grindel, had grindel Grindel guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the grindel guys take it um mm-hmm. and leave newt for dead they bonk him on the head or whatever um and newt is like injured resting on the body of the dead mom Dear. Who sheds a tear, by sheds the way. Sheds a tear! There's a close-up of the... It's, it's the Chilin. It, it, it's uh, every... It's, it's the... The, the leak was was totally right. It is it is a a, a Chilin, which is like a, a Chinese uh, mythological creature. That's uh, very cool. But everyone in the movie calls it the Chilin. Oh, the Chilin? They're, Are they're we just chilling. Chillin'? Not even an attempt. Like I'm sure I'm saying it incorrect. It, it's it's got that like chi chi sound at the beginning. But they just call it the chillin'. It's chillin'. Let the chillin' unite us. They say and 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 so on. Um, but, but yeah, the the mom dies shedding a single human tear out of its deer <laughs> eye, which is a lot, a lot to take in. And then describe what happens next. How does Newt get out of this conundrum? Oh, well, another another little baby deer walks up, right? And he's like, oh, twins. And then I guess he's been bonked on the head. So he like puts the baby in the case and then lays down and like falls asleep on the dead deer mom. And then a weird duck thing comes out of the case, inflates into a balloon, wraps Newt up. And it's like snake tail, yeah. and they fly off to some whimsical music. <laughs> well, you're forgetting one detail about. So th- this this there's this big scene of this 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 little like it's like a duck pelican dragon thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I if if this is a Harry Potter creature that's established, I I don't know what it's called, but it, it's a very weird creature. 
and it like blows up to, uh, like a balloon complete with like comedy squeaky sound effects right like right, like, yeah. like full-on comedy movie stuff but then the balloon like pops and it grows wings oh right right yeah and it just turns into like a dragon and flies away like like Four different ideas happening with this little creature at once. And he's um, just asleep and wrapped up like a <laughs> like he's been boa constrictored. Yeah. And this is the title card drop. Like you you watch you watch this this creature <laughs> inflate and then and then pop and then wings unfurl and Newt is dangling and it's you know it's completely CGI, it doesn't look great. And and as it flies away, we get dun 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 and then like the big title card appears, like it's the secrets of Dumbledore. Like okay, cool. How triumphant. Very cool. <laughs> Excited. We got the two kinds of creature scenes. We got, we got the <laughs> horrible like prove that they're evil from like by killing like an innocent animal and then the um exciting adventure whimsy we all love killing killing a baby animal not um you know not as bad as a a baby being murdered on screen like the last movie um but i would still say in terms of things that i would imagine the general audience doesn't enjoy seeing in a family film uh, um animal animal death probably way up there you know <laughs> there's um, no one who wins here because yeah. you either are you're either you know 12 and it makes you sad because it's like bambi's mom yeah or you're us and it's it's like like <laughs> i mean hilarious really uh, but also like i'm completely unaffected by this yeah like it's just it's it's similar to like the 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 babies dying constantly in the last movie it's just like tacky is the only word i can think of right like it's it's such a cheap attempt to get me to react to the villain right like it's 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 nothing it, it just doesn't work but that whole sequence really i think encapsulates the issues with this movie it just in that it's like there is no escaping that jk rowling worked on this right like like (laughs) yeah her influence is uh is really really strongly felt but because this is the movie where wb was clearly like okay this needs to change they (laughs) they have to throw in all this stuff to make it more appealing to people besides the stuff that they can't get rid of with with jk rowling and it just creates this bizarre movie where like it it treats uh uh insane you know like like child upsetting violence uh (laughs) with a like a comedy routine like two seconds later it just it has no idea what it's what it's doing most of the time yeah yeah um after this, uh, Newt is safely deposited uh, um, with Dumbledore, I believe, right? That's what happens next. This, this, I watched this movie yesterday, and I'm already like, what? what there happened? are so many scenes, is the thing. <laughs> um, I think the, the next big important thing is that the, uh, the heist is explained. Um, because... Oh no, I'm sorry. We have a very important scene. Okay, so this is why it's handy to this is on streaming because I can just double check. What are the what are the scenes? What's happening after the balloon animal explodes? Um and the answer is uh we check in with um uh Queenie at uh at Grindelwald's special castle. 
Grindelwald's special castle. Um, don't get don't get too whimsical, kids. No, don't get too whimsical. We are here at the Nazi castle. Um, it has the big uh, uh, doors with the arrows painted on them that are in like every World War II movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the imagery here is uh, uh, a little much. Um, uh, and uh, we see. Credence and several of uh, of Gellert's uh, uh, goons uh, deliver the Chilin to uh, 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 Grindelwald, who uh, takes out a knife and cuts its throat. Um, <laughs> just in like the I yard. said, don't get too whimsical with it. Um, <laughs> this movie keeps you on your toes. It keeps you yeah. guessing. What is this going to be? Is this going to be a fun little? Oh, this duck is going to inflate into a balloon, or is this going to be? <laughs> Is this going to be a baby deer getting slaughtered? Um, (laughs) There's just no way to know. I like this scene because it doesn't even just like do a quick cut of of like Grindelwald, you know, slaughtering this this baby like newborn deer it does the it does the whole thing right like yeah. he's like oh a little nice to it but you like know he's the bad guy yeah it's all and like sinister. queenie's like watching um like halfway in a door or something and so you get the like building tension of like oh god he's being nice to it but but you know he's bad and and then its throat gets slit again i am not affected by this but i um <laughs> I imagine that if you're more bought in than I am, yeah. this is an interesting tone to take. Yeah, or if in general you are just someone who does not enjoy watching animals die in movies or whatever, you are two for two uh, of, well, I guess two for three. Three creatures have appeared so far and two of them have died. Um, but it's just really unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Especially because, like, it's it. He, they turn away from the camera when he's actually... Uh, well, he, he's on camera the whole time, but he, he, like, turns so you can't see it. But there's, like, you know, there's a horrible, like, like audio gore sound. Everyone <laughs> reacts to it. And Queenie is, like, watching from a window or whatever. And it's just, like, she has this moment of, like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, I, did, I didn't think he was going to be, I didn't think he was going to kill it or whatever. <laughs> like, what a- what an insane way to establish that Queenie has realized that she made the wrong choice here. I don't know why. I mean, this is the problem, right? It, part of, well, there are a lot of problems. Part yeah. of the problem is Crimes of Grindelwald because <laughs> her just having one line to explain why she joined the Nazis in the first place and yeah. being like, Grindelwald says that he'll let us get married. And it's just like, when did he say that? Why would yeah. he say that? And then to have her have to see him slaughter a baby animal to be like i don't think Uh this guy's on the level this guy might be a little god it is we we talked about this and 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 this this is a constant criticism of these movies but it's still so galling and 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 bizarre to me that the character that they gave the like oops i became a nazi arc two is the jewish lady like yeah. t- like like Queenie Goldstein becomes a Nazi like it's so ridiculous. Uh th- I mean there there's another moment in in this too the the person that they send to like uh for for Mads to like uh, uh or for for rather for for Jude Law to like send to like spy on on um Grindelwald is whatever is Yusuf Kama. It's right. like th- this movie is set in 
1931 or 32 or, or whatever this one is set in, it is uh, set in and around Germany and presumably like, you know, like Weimar Germany stuff is happening around them. We don't see any of it because someone, I'm sure that was a note that was in all caps that was handed to, to Joe and Steve, right? Of just like, you do not touch this. But it presents this completely uh, like colorblind version of a Nazi allegory, which is bonkers, right? Like for many reasons. Um, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it is, it is deeply confused about what it wants to do with this stuff and incredibly tasteless. Uh, yeah, I think tasteless is, uh, gonna be our, our theme of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part, the thing that I love about, about this, this bit with Queenie too, is that it's like, this is, this is just straight up the, are we the baddies sketch that like, yeah. it like, like. They are the the Nazi guys who are watching Gellert cut this baby deer's throat are wearing the like fucking riding pants, the like the the, <laughs> the you know I can't remember what they're called, but like those German riding pants that became part of the Nazi uniform. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very clear about what these guys are, right? Um, at least in design, not not in the script, really. But like, it is it is so obvious, and it, it just makes her realizing that, like, oh my god, he killed a he killed a deer. <laughs> like, it's just such a stupid reason <laughs> for her to be like, oh, hmm, maybe I fucked up here. <laughs> he told me we could get married, but I don't know about this now. <laughs> um. Credence uh, uh, goes to his room and has a little uh, uh, pouting sesh, and he writes, uh, or he he sees "Forgive me" in the mirror, and he starts writing something back, and and we don't know who he's communicating with, but there's some sort of like <laughs> Credence has like a, a a DM system with this mirror um, uh, in his room, right? Uh, but but Queenie walks in and is like, you know, hey. How are you holding up? You, we, we both saw our boss kill that deer, um, and, and Credence is like, "No, it's fine. I'm, I'm fine." Uh, and uh, uh, they sort of hash it out a little bit, um, and it's sort of implied that that Credence knows that Grindelwald is not doesn't trust him fully anymore, because um, he's like, "Are you spying on on me for him?" Are you, uh, et cetera, et cetera, um, uh, and and uh, th w th this part made me feel like Credence was going to be a bigger part of the movie, but it ends up not mattering that much. Um, uh, th this is kind of the biggest, the biggest Credence scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely, whatever his plot was supposed to be, was just sort of shuffled shuffled off i i think credence is just speed running like a star wars subplot <laughs> yeah this is kylo ren now basically yeah it's, he is super kylo ren yeah i mean like even down to the hair I, I don't know how many credence fans there were out there which is i, I imagine is why he he's not a character who has much to do in this movie but it makes all the scenes where he does appear and, and is presented to us as like this big pivotal thing for Dumbledore and, and, and Grindelwald who are sort of like 
it's like they're like like a big plot in this movie or, or or not big but like a plot in this movie is that there's sort of this like weird custody battle going on between Dumbledore <laughs> and Grindelwald over Credence. Yeah, but no one cares about it that much. It's just like <laughs> right. they get together and have a meeting, and then as soon as the meeting is wrapping up, they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do about that?" Yeah. By the way, <laughs> yeah, like like Dumbledore keeps alluding to the fact. That he knows who's in the mirror in several other scenes, but when when the time comes for Dumbledore and Credence to face off, it just sort of happens, and then once it's wrapped up, that that just doesn't get mentioned for the rest of the movie until the very end. It's a very strange subplot, um, I, and I wonder how much of it has to do with like you know, this was being filmed around the time of uh, Ezra Miller's, their first, um, like, big controversy, right? Which was, like, the suplexing video. I wonder if this was, like, a bet hedge kind of thing, right? Uh, Because, or it could well be that it's just, like, this is the kind of thing that I could imagine being a a note, like, you know, like a studio note, like, because... Crimes of Grindelwald hopped around so many different subplots that were incredibly important and were just like terribly presented, right? Like, like <laughs> uh-huh. make sure make sure you don't have too many irons in the fire, you know? Like it, um, something made this subplot suffer. I feel like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Next scene, we move on to uh, uh, Jacob in his bakery, and he's sad. Um, and he has a very creepy vision of Queenie coming back, um, which this scene I really liked because Allison Sudol plays Queenie very scary in this part, mm-hmm. I feel like. And I thought that this was them finally acknowledging that, like, her whole deal in the last movie was completely insane, right? <laughs> like, her, she drugged him for a year. In that movie. Yeah, and then um, went and joined the Nazis. And then went and joined the Nazis. Yeah. Um, and, and she, you know, she's like, um, you know, come, come, come here. Like, she's like, she's like a shining villain or mm-hmm. something. Um, but it turns out that she's not there and he's just imagining things. But then he looks across the street in his bakery and he sees some some hooligans are, are harassing a, a, a lady sitting on the bench outside his bakery. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And this is maybe the sharpest 180 I did in the movie mm-hmm. because I hated this scene where these goons are like, you know, threatening this lady on the, on the, on the bench. And she's like, just doing epic clapbacks to them, you know, like, like just r- r- odd vibe in this scene. Um, but then it turns out that it's all this weird ruse to like get Jacob outside because I guess he's like been like holed up in his in his bakery or whatever. And this is the introduction of Lally, um, mm-hmm. who is a, a new character who fucking rocks, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The um, high point of this movie, in my opinion, is Jacob and Lally hanging out. Yeah. So Lally is a Hogwarts professor who is part of Dumbledore's scheme that will be explained soon, um, who has come to recruit Jacob um, because Dumbledore knows that he's a he's a swell guy. Basically, they need a swell guy on their team. They they just need, you know, they need the wild card. They need the guy who's just kind of nice, who everyone likes being around. And, you know, and Jacob's been depressed. 
he he keeps telling her like, oh no no, like I'm I'm done with wizard stuff. You guys you, you guys kind of fucked me up. Uh, did you did you know that one of you drugged me for like a year? <laughs> um, um, but Lally is just really fun because Lally feels like a almost like a queenie do over if that makes sense. Oh totally. I thought that that was the whole thing the whole time because I thought Queenie was gonna be evil. Yeah. And then yeah. Lally was just going to be the do-over. Right, because Lally has a very similar vibe in that she's sort of this, like, she's got, like, this, like, fast-talking 1920s, like, socialite character vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's just incredibly witty and snappy, and she's um, she's got, like, a little bit of, like, like, this is, like, the one twin, like, this movie tries so hard later on to, like, pull at your, like, Harry Potter nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, there was the one little, like, glimmer of, like, oh, this reminds me of a thing I like, was um, her attitude really reminded me a lot of, like, my favorite Hermione scenes in the early books, right? Where Oh, sure. Where she is just, she is incredibly smart, sometimes at the expense of, like, politeness, right? Like Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Lally is just constantly doling out these, like, maybe accidental maybe not jabs um with with her like responses and retorts to stuff she's she's just really really fun immediately and i i similar to you i was fully on board with this like because the chemistry her and jacob have is like immediate like they're hitting it off really quickly yeah yeah, there's chemistry in this movie. Incredible. <laughs> chemistry between characters who unfortunately do not work together for most of the rest of the movie. No, um. yeah. I mean, this makes me feel like this should have been, instead of a Newt movie where Newt pulls us through the plot, that it should have been a Jacob movie. If they weren't cowards, yeah. that's what they would have done. Because we have we have sort of the Queenie replacement. Um, Jacob like has an arc with Queenie. Yeah. Like ha- like all of that happening. Um and he is also the like fish out of water character. So yeah. I'm like why is it not him pulling us oh through the plot God. with all these crazy wizards cuz and and he has to be the one where it's like, "Oh, we just need a we need a good guy on our team." And he's like, "I don't know, but I don't know, it should be a Jacob movie." That is yeah, wow. That is like completely spot on cuz like Newt his like 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 I've I've never liked Newt that much in any of these movies, but like in the second movie, he at least had the Tina thing that sort of like where where there was that like misunderstanding where where Tina read that tabloid that said that uh, he was getting married, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was like there was a there was a, a thing for him to want in the movie. He had a motivation beyond Dumbledore telling him to do stuff, right? Right. Um, and, and that, that resolved at the end of, of, of the third movie and, or at the end of the second movie. And the third movie opens with Tina not even being part of the movie. Like she's just not involved in this movie. Um, no. we, we just see a smiling photo of her in his case. So that uh, Newt has no desires that we are aware of, um, um, as like as a character for us to root for with him, even if this was a good movie, right? Like, yeah. Whereas Jacob, yeah, you're totally right. Jacob, Jacob is the character who is left with the most missing at the end of the last movie. Um, mm-hmm. And so the fact that he is God, yeah. Now I'm just thinking about like how that's how this movie should have been retooled. It's around him. Fuck. Yep. Easily. Yeah. Cause he's, you know, he's he's got his bakery, but he's lost his 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 will. He's lost his muse. Um 
he was betrayed by his lover who joined the Nazis in front of him. <laughs> um, fuck. And he's sick yeah. of all these wizards, but he's getting pulled back in, you know? It's perfect. And, and he's yeah, very charming, it, and his chemistry with Lally is great. It yeah. just, it writes itself. And also, he is doing all this, and, like, like this is the one thing that this movie does lean on with him, but, like, it, it's something that could easily be spun into a bigger plot for him, is that, like, he is convinced to help this world that he is, like, not a part of purely out of like the goodness of his heart right like he hears mm-hmm. that, that that something bad's happening with grindelwald and he's like okay yeah i will i will help right like yeah and at the same time it becomes revealed to him that really like he is also like the most threatened by all of this right because grindelwald is trying to start a war with the muggles yeah yeah it, it's yeah fuck why is he not the main character this is gonna drive me crazy for the rest of this episode now mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but Lally, uh, collects Jacob and takes him to a train where Newt, Dumbledore, Yusuf Kama, um, Bunty, and who else is, oh, Theseus Scamander, um, speaking of characters, speaking of characters this movie really thinks that we care about who have nothing going on, uh, fucking Theseus Theseus is in this movie a lot. And give sure all of his is. scenes to Jacob, please, for the love of God. Terrible character. Yeah. Um, and Dumbledore has has called them all here because he has a plan. And he is not going to tell anyone the plan. And he, everyone just has to do what he says again. And this is where I sort of sensed the movie falling apart a bit. Uh-oh, um, so soon! <laughs> So, so quickly, right? Um, which is, I want to run this, uh, like, uh, tell me if this makes sense. Okay. Um, but I was thinking, like, oh no. I mean, like, I love heist movie plots, right? But this is a heist movie plan told by a guy who refuses to actually explain the plan, so we have no idea what's happening, and we have no way of intuiting what will happen because this is set in a world where literally anything is possible because there's magic. And they they can and do make up new shit for magic to do every time they make one of these. Um, I think the only, like, path forward to make this interesting would to actually... So part of the, the reason that they have to do this heist and it has to be, like, hidden information is because... Grindelwald sees like flashes of the future. Like that's his mm-hmm. special, that's his special vampire power. Um, and they have to do something called, what did they call it? Countersight. Countersight. Which is which really... sounds fucking sick. Like, yeah. tell me more about that. Fuck um, yeah. And, and so they had to like do that. And so nobody could know the plan. So I thought that the whole movie, well, I didn't actually think because I had read the leaks, but there is a world <laughs> where, like, all, like, the movie is about the mechanics of that, right? Yeah, yes. I, I love the idea of them, like, like, you, like the countersight thing is so cool sounding, right? Like, I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous in this movie specifically because it's so whimsical otherwise. But, like, them talking about, like, having to, like, come up with a plan to fool, like, the, the I think if you strip this of all the Wizarding World stuff, right? 
Uh-huh. And you made, you were making a movie, like, if you were making, like, a pulpy, schlocky, like, thriller that was, like, uh like a world war two occult movie like a hellboy type thing right uh-huh. and you were like and, and and the premise was like hitler can see the future and we are assembling a crack team of badasses to run operation counter sight against him right yeah you, yeah you'd be that like, rocks yeah you'd be like fuck yes show me this insane spy movie where people are trying to like juke the guy who can see the future right that sounds awesome right right and i in my opinion if you were making that movie i might show the character the villain using his future sight yes. maybe <laughs> maybe if that it, was like, a- exactly once in the film <laughs> maybe twice there's like maybe a bit where it's implied he use it but but the only time we actually see him doing it in a way where we see and clearly understand that he is using future sight Uh i think only happens one time (laughs) i might i might use that to like affect the mechanics of the plan yeah in a way or something I don't know, but it it didn't end up being about that, so whatever. I might clearly establish that the villain could do this, perhaps with a scene where, like, a plan got ruined by him. That's a great idea. Oh, I saw it because I knew it would happen, or whatever, and he blows them all up, epic style, you know? Right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Doing doing a, like, like, cool espionage with magic film... It's very tantalizing, right? But because it's so messy and because Harry Potter magic just has zero, <laughs> like, zero established, like, rules or anything, you just, this 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 is a five-minute scene of the characters going like, wait a minute, so you're not going to tell us what the plan is? And Dumbledore going like, yeah, but the problem is, is that, like, we, the audience, are also going like, okay, but really, are you not going to tell us what the plan is? <laughs> like... Right, right. <laughs> so you don't even get like the the like the tragedy, yeah, feeling of like you know what the plan is, but the characters don't. So you like exactly. see see the approaching disaster. Yeah, yeah. And so like everybody is given the, the most that we get is everyone is given an object, which is the first ding dong, ding dong, alarm bells. Uh, one of the first like I feel totally pandering attempts at like connecting this to harry potter dumbledore loves to do this dumbledore loves to give people mysterious objects and not explain what they're for (laughs) (laughs) um and so what is it theseus gets a tie bunty is given newt's case and a note and she gets to read the note but nobody else can read it Jacob is given a wand, which he's very excited about, and this is the one delightful part of this scene where he gets really excited about getting a wand. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else was? What else is there? Does uh, does Newt get anything, or are they just told that don't they've they, got to go to Germany? Don't they all get something? I don't know. Yeah. The, ob- the actual objects didn't super matter. No. In fact, one of them mattered so little, I, like, forgot about its significance, like, completely until I remembered that it was established in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's another important thing that's very quickly established in this scene because they're reading the newspaper and talking about it. And this is a cloves-ass moment here. <laughs> um, 
all respect to Steve Close, who is who is handily a better screenwriter than J.K. Rowling, but there is some classic like reading the newspaper and and just like talking about the the plot that's going to happen moment mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. where the International Confederation of Wizards is is holding an election for a new leader, and uh, it's between or v- Vogel is the last one, and then Santos is running. And then they allude to like, well, Gr- Grindelwald might might take it, and and they're like, well, but he's not running, and and they're like, but well, what if he, you know, what if he, do- what if he does, what if he does get nominated, right? Um, yeah. So making the the <laughs> everyone loves the Star Wars prequels. Kids love movies about <laughs> election drama <laughs> and and. <laughs> Especially historical election drama. Nothing... They love like they love election drama. They love when Pammy's mom gets shot. So, <laughs> so boy, do I have a movie for them. <laughs> Kids want to see cute animals die and people argue about politics in films. That sounds like <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so so um, everyone is given their little tasks and what um, Theseus and Jacob and uh newt are, are are sent to do is go to germany to um go to this meeting where they are um uh 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 supposed to be nominating the uh candidates and also um there's like a the results of a hearing about whether grindelwald is going to jail um whether grindelwald will go to jail or run for president <laughs> Uh, by the way, do you think that this movie might have been inspired by some events? Uh, I can't um, think of any transpired. I can't think of recently. any events. Um, uh, and and Yusuf Kama is sent to uh, basically join Grindelwald and um, uh, uh, spy on him um, uh, for for Dumbledore. In a very weird scene where Grindelwald knows that Dumbledore knows that Yusuf will know that this is an obvious ploy. Very weird gambit going on here with the Yusuf stuff. Like, yeah. Like, Grindelwald knows that it's not on the level. Yusuf knows that he's being used and that it's obvious that Grindelwald knows. Uh, and uh, clearly Dumbledore knew, just a, just a bizarre, like, no tension, really, but, like, it's the kind of thing that could have been cool, but because it's, like, this weird gambit with, like, f- two, like, neither Grindelwald nor Yusuf have really gotten that much to do in these movies, and so it's, like, it's not really, like, ah, finally, these guys get to meet and it's really tense or whatever, it's just kind of, like, yeah, okay, so I guess everyone knows that this is a ploy, uh, he's he's like the obvious bait for for Grindelwald's future site counter site plan. I right, guess. right. Um, I couldn't have cared less about about this, and I am like, is this is me caring about this entirely reliant on Crimes of Grindelwald? Because that's not good. I know Yusuf right. was in that movie. Yeah, that's and like, like one Lita of... died, and maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, like, like, yeah, God, Yusuf is such a waste of a character because he, because like he could be really cool. Like, like he's the, um, he had the most going on in Crimes of Grindelwald too, but we never really 
because that movie is like 90% exposition, he never got to like do much, right? And in this one, it's set up like, like, oh, this is a, this is like, he's getting his, you know, potentially getting his revenge against uh, Grindelwald for killing Leda. Um, and, and also there's maybe some tension because it's like, oh, is Dumbledore just using him? Is this going to go sideways like it has before for Dumbledore's plans? Um, but it kind of just doesn't have any energy to it. There's this bit where to like prove that he's loyal, um, Grindelwald like offers to remove his bad memories of, of Leta from him, um, and this is like the pensive memory scene, right? Where he like pull Grindelwald pulls out the memory, um, and it, it it's like this moment of like immense sacrifice, or you know, or like we're, we're supposed to take it that way. But like again, these are characters that like in the last movie were were not ever allowed to like do anything other than exposit about what their deal was. Right. And so there's just no, unfortunately there's just like no emotional payoff here, even though there should be. And I think that even the mechanics of this, like if, if, if you were in that writer's room, this would make sense, right? It's like, yeah, this is a good way to uh, create some tension and some drama for this character. But the problem is, is like, I have no connection to these characters these characters and events from the last movie. Cause it was, it, it biffed it so bad that you're just like, I don't, I don't know, you know, like, like this, this great, a great idea to fix a problem that I didn't need to see a resolution to. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is a, there are several moments in the movie where I'm just like, Oh, this is just baggage from crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is a big one. Um, meanwhile, in Germany, um uh Grindelwald's fascist protester guys are outside the um the Berlin Ministry of Magic and cuz there's this this event going on and there's of course some very unsubtle Nazi imagery here they've got the flags all the guys are like you know wearing jackboots they're all they're all you know these these are clearly some beer hall putsch ass guys right yep. um yep uh poppy corby tooch the actress's name that i know and not the character vendor vendor uh she burns one of the santos flags who's like the rival candidate yeah and this is also one of i think maybe the first scene that we get a crowd of people chanting santos so that we have that name in our mind (laughs) right yeah so we have we have this honestly this scene is like this felt like a like a bit from a funnier movie that they didn't realize was because they, they moved through the crowd right and like I don't know if this if this picked up for you but on headphones it was so clear for me where like when they were in one part of the crowd you just heard like Santos 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 and then they like moved a little bit into a different cut and then you heard because uh, it's uh, uh, Lou is the other one and there's the so there's the, all the other one's going Lou 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 and then when they get to the end of the thing it's Grindelwald 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 like it's it's just like they're at a sports event it's really really divided in a really funny way oh it's hilarious but yeah so Santos um and and Lou are introduced um as the like the new candidates who are who are competing to replace Vogel who is leaving um the office and Vogel gives this speech about how 
uh, elections are so important. Free and fair elections are, are the backbone of democracy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it, everyone's voice deserves to be heard, even if we, we find them disagreeable. And this is weird, right? Because that he Vogel right off the jump, we know that this guy is not on the level, right? Yeah. Like there's something up with this guy. Yep. Especially because like at the, you know, after his speech, he announces that um, there was no evidence found of wrongdoing on Grindelwald's part. And so uh, uh, he is being acquitted of all charges that of course causes an uproar. So, but like, so we know immediately that this guy is corrupt in some, in some way. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because the uh, the speech that he gives about how important democracy is and how you have to you have to listen to everyone even if you find them disagreeable was just the moral of the last movie. Yeah, it sure was. Which is interesting, right? Who do you think like is that is that Joe changing her opinion and sort of making a new movie about like processing those feelings? Is that? Steve Cloves noticing that and running with it is it J.K. Rowling like I'm I'm so curious like like what the genesis of this is because the 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 one interesting political nugget of this movie is that the bad guy does just say what the plot of the last movie was um, but like as a bad guy thing you know it's it's interesting yeah I mean. It is. It's probably, like, I don't know, the political stuff is so simplistic and naive, but this is the one thing that sort of stands out like a sore thumb, which is the, like, corrupt villains, like, paying lip service to, like, normal liberal politics stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) the thing that makes this even funnier is that the movie triples down on the like the the business as usual liberal politics being like the moral at the end right mm-hmm. um but it is it is surreal watching the villain give this um uh, uh you know like pay on to to uh, uh liberal democracy as as part of his sort of like villain establishment especially because dumbledore when he hears the news about grindelwald being acquitted by this guy he says Vogel did what was easy, not what was right. Which, again, Dumbledore was the character in the last movie who, like, said, "No, no, you can't arrest these guys um, because if you don't let the Nazis do free speech, they'll come back and be even worse." Right. 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 So, really weird change here because because like because the position that Vogel is in is the position Dumbledore was in as a good guy in the last movie. And Dumbledore doesn't even like Dumbledore isn't like acknowledging the irony there. Like there's no moment. Like if there was a moment where Dumbledore was like, boy, I was sure fucking wrong about the Grindelwald shit. Right. (laughs) That would have been interesting. Right. Like as sort of a, 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 as a, you know, uh, a sort of like reflexive piece of writing, but he just, pretends the movie just pretends that this has always been his position which it wasn't explicitly in the last movie very strange i mean i can't tell if it's just like completely baby mode and really it's it's like intensely literal where it's like well you have to wait for them to do something to arrest arrest them and technically like grindelwald like 
murdered a bunch of people <laughs> at the end of the last one. So maybe it is it, it, like so literal that Dumbledore is like, now you have to arrest him because he has committed crimes. Right. Yeah. It's weird because there, there, there's a there's a kernel of a good idea of like a tragic story in the second movie and the third movie. But but like if you think about the structure of the second movie's ending, where the 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 the, the problem at the end, the the conflict is that the Aurors go there to arrest guys, mm-hmm. and Grindelwald is counting on them shooting first basically right like just in a manner of speech like like he is he is there's a game of chicken going on right and there's a cool idea for a story there where like where you're sort of like trapped in these tragic circumstances where it's like you know these guys are bad news but you can't do anything about it because you feel like it might make it worse if you do or you have to wait for them to do some to step out of line first and they never do in a way that you can react to right mm-hmm. like the, i i get the impulse to write that like that that's a very interesting like political thriller setup for a writer who has more interesting politics than jk rowling right <laughs> yeah but th- and and this movie then pivots on that and is like well okay now they've done something bad and so the system should take care of it. And not a single person in the movie, even even as a character to, like, end up being wrong, right, observes that, like, hey, we sort of, like, had a chance to stop this and didn't, you know? Like, I, it, it's so weird watching these back-to-back and thinking about what they're, what, what they're trying to say and how... Um, they are both trying to say very similar things, but they are also, like, not in dialogue with each other at all. Like, this movie basically pretends that the politics of the last one don't exist. Does this movie ever um, say by what process Grindelwald was acquitted? Uh, like, is he being pardoned? Or is he? are they saying we choose not to arrest him because we don't have, like, reason to? Or it was, they found, He says that there was no hard evidence. To any You're of the right, crimes. but by by like what process? Oh yeah, I don't know. Let me let me tap through here because he said I think he talks about an investigation. <laughs> I keep on clicking and getting this frame of Theseus falling on his ass. Fuck. <laughs> um, he is hereby absolved of all of his alleged crimes. They don't really say by what process. Interesting for a political drama. <laughs> To, to not, not be clear at all about the systems uh, or processes involved in any of the events. I mean that 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 is a really good point because the the, the movie then so so Theseus like like makes a stand and gets arrested. Um, Jacob causes a scene as well, um, um, but but Theseus goes missing because uh, he he made he made a big stink about this announcement. Um, and there are these a big we'll, we'll get to the details of it later, but I think it's important to talk about here because it's like the political makeup of the film is that Theseus getting arrested. They then go on this goose chase through like the German ministry and like their their secret prison system. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff is clearly corrupt. Like they go they go to the police and the police are just like. Uh, sorry, we have no record of that guy. 
And they're like obviously lying. And Dumbledore is like, oh yeah, the police are in Grindelwald's pocket or whatever. Um, then you have to go to this like secret black site prison that they have. And all of this is in a movie about how you need to elect the right guy at the top. Yep. That's right. The the conflict of this movie is that like, uh-oh, the guy at the top might be bad. It's so funny to have this core concept and like not address the part where it's like, okay, but if that's, that's definitely bad, but how come that guy was able to legally be uh, acquitted in that case, right? Like that seems like there's a systems problem here. The worst thing that can happen is when the bad guy is replaced by an illegitimate bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy is re- replaced by a by a worse guy who will do, yeah it, it, god it is it, i mean it's fascinating but it is um it is it, this is a this is more politically confused than crimes of grindelwald was which is really impressive honestly <laughs> yeah so so newt witnesses all this happening theseus gets kidnapped we don't know where he goes um and and we don't care. We we super don't care. Who cares about Theseus? <laughs> the thing is, is that his name is Theseus, and it's like you know, is if 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 you replace all the parts, is it still the ship of Theseus? I gotta be honest, I don't give a fuck about the boat at all. <laughs> <laughs> what I an interesting thought experiment. Not anymore. <laughs> um. Newt is taken to Hogsmeade, um, and I love uh, Hogsmeade. We love we, we know that place. We remember Hogsmeade. That's from Harry Potter. Uh, and he opens the door. It's like him and Lally uh, 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 go to this place, and uh, the surly bartender goes, "Oh, I assume you're here to see my brother." Um, and they're like, no, we're here to see Dumbledore. And he's like, yeah, you're here to see my brother. I'm, 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 I'm Aberforth Dumbledore. Um, so that's a little awkward. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And uh, they, they happen to see uh, a message on the mirror, uh, which is how Dumbledore explains the Credence subplot to Newt for some reason. <laughs> like, th- this, is, this is treated as a very important sequence, and I'm not sure why like what what is being established here i have no idea yeah we 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 get the mirror the mirror reveal dumbledore like then um meets them in berlin because he is going to meet credence for something and he he keeps on referring to like oh there's going to be an assassination attempt and and they're worried you know newt lally Jacob, etc. They're all worried that he means uh, at this dinner that they are all going to with uh, Vogel and Santos and Lou, the candidates. Um, but really, what Dumbledore is referring to is that Credence is being sent by Grindelwald to assassinate him, um, and they're going to go cause a scene at this dinner. So Grindelwald, I guess, won't see this fight that him and Credence are having. This all sounds fascinating. Is that what's happening here? I think that's what's happening here. Um, the, The important part is that Dumbledore meets Credence on the street and, like, shoots a CGI spittle at him. (laughs) Yeah. And then they have an epic fight in, like, the Shadow Realm. 
Yeah, this is our sort of, um, uh, we're going to Star Wars very briefly. We're yeah. Seeing the, we're seeing the Kylo Ren story. It's happening off to the side. Yeah. But here we are. The, the, it's so funny that this, they, they did a, it's, it's, it's literally the Rise of Skywalker fight. I just realized it's the, it's the Rise of Skywalker, like, fake fight that, that Rey and, um, uh, uh, uh Kylo have where, um, he sh- Dumbledore shoots this like orb at Credence that hits him in the head, and I guess Credence doesn't notice this. And then Credence goes graphics card demo mode, mm-hmm. um, and like rampages through the city to fight Dumbledore. It's like blowing up buildings and like streetcars and stuff. Um, and then Dumbledore like reveals that this is all we're in the hollow deck. Um, none of this is real, Credence. Um, and like tells him the tr- like the truth is that like he's Aberforth's son, and that he's <laughs> he's wee wee sawy about it uh, about you know how bad how badly Credence has been treated. And Grindelwald's lying to you, and he's using using you for your hate. You're driven by hate, Kylo driven- Ren. <laughs> it's so weird too because I, like don't he like apologizes? He's like. You know, I'm really, I'm really sorry that you haven't gotten the life you deserved as a Dumbledore or whatever. By the way, Grindelwald's lying to you. What is Grindelwald lying to him about exactly? Like he's manipulating him, but I don't know if he's lying. He is a Dumbledore. He's just, you know, he's Aberforth's son. Yeah, was it like lying by implication? Like, oh, I must be related to the famous Dumbledore. But, yeah, but not. But no, he just said you're you're a, a real. I guess he said you're Aurelius Dumbledore. Dumbledore's. I don't know what he said. Crimes of yeah. Grindelwald baggage. This whole plotline is the. the I'm, I'm trying to work through this. They have this big fight. They, they establish that the, the Dumbledore thing is true. Which remember when that was like the big thing with fans of Crimes of Grindelwald? Like the few that there were were like oh, he's clearly lying at the end. He's Grindelwald. <laughs> And this is a weird way to tie off the end of that movie and this movie where they sort of seem to have it both ways where, like, they have Dumbledore saying, like, oh, he was lying to you, but also admit that, like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> saw we <laughs> about you not being a main character in my life thing. Like, I don't know what's wrong with Credence. Is it, is it all because he's an obscurial? Because um, I don't know what that means anymore. Yeah, this movie really muddies the obscurial stuff because, like, the, in in the scene prior to this, in at the um, uh, in in with the Aberforth introduction, we see the Ariana painting. Yep. Oh fuck! I also forgot we see McGonagall in that scene. We do, don't we? Yeah, she comes in and is like, "Hello, I have important news," and he tells her to fuck off, and then he apologizes for telling her to fuck. Off. He's like, "Sorry, McGonagall." It's like a big moment of like, "Oh, that's McGonagall," which is so weird because people were so mad about that from <laughs> right. Times of Grindelwald. They were yeah. all like, "Ah, oh, plot hole. She wouldn't have. She, she wouldn't have been, been a teacher there. at this time." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the obscurial thing is so weird because this movie confirms the thing I think everyone predicted for like since the first movie, probably that Ariana was an obscurial mm-hmm. and that it just I, backs uh, off what obscurials are to me because yeah. my understanding from the first movie is that they were like, if you're 
a, a wizard or a witch, then in your uh, caretakers or parents or whatever, like abuse you and suppress your magic, then it like grows evil and like eventually like explodes and kills you or whatever. Yeah. And now it's like if your magic is suppressed or something, you become an obscurial. So it sort of backed off of like the very specific definition of what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it, it it's uh it's impre- it's an impressive retcon that manages to both make the obscurial thing more confusing and I think less impactful because like again, this is not nowhere near calling the first Fantastic Beasts a good movie, right? But I think if it does establish one thing very very strongly, it's like what the obscurial is, right? Which yeah, because is... you get all the scenes of the like evil orphanage from Skyrim, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this really fucked up credence. And and the scary orb that that Newt has in his case—that's like the mysterious, like what is that? And he's like, oh, don't touch that. And it's like the soul of the Obscurial or whatever, right? And yeah, it's, like, like, its purest form. It became this like it became this just like ball of hate, right? That can just unleash destruction. It's like, like, you know, it's very silly, but like, it's a clear definition of what one of those is, right? Like a person, this person gets, gets abused a bunch and suppressed and they become, uh, this explosive, like, like dangerous force, right? It's like, yeah, simple, simple metaphor, simple establishment for what this means for your action movie, right? Like it's very, very clear here with credence because credence is no longer like credence like exploded in the first movie but then like got put back together i guess with uh with the power of magic and yeah and now he has like tech demo powers and i i don't know if that's all obscurials have that um but it also instead of what i thought which is like because from the first movie we see him kind of explode and become this like force, right? He's no longer himself. He's which felt like the point of no return, right? This yeah. is the the moment of transformation. You don't go back from this. So then in Crimes of Grindelwald, I assumed Credence had he he was special even among obscurials, right? Because mm-hmm. he is able to harness the power somehow. I thought that was going to be part of the plot with Grindelwald and all of that. Right. But in this one, he also just, like, has, like, a, a terminal disease. Like, he's dying, and there's nothing yeah. they can do about it, which also, like, I don't know, it's, like, a death sentence He has obscurialitis now. He um, does. But but until the moment where it becomes important for him to be dying, which is conveniently the very end of the movie, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. he kind of has, like, all of the benefits of the power in the first movie and none of the downsides. Because the conflict with Credence in the first movie is that, like, Grindelwald was manipulating him and, like, placing him in situations where he knew that, like, he would explode at the right time and cause chaos, right? He was, like, putting him in abusive situations and, like, putting him, uh, uh, like, like using that, um, and then, you know, he would have no memory, uh, like, like, Credence would have no memory of, um, you know, attack, because, like, there's that senator that he kills, right? Um, and, 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 uh, the newspaper guy and, and whatnot. And, like, he credence for as minimal as a character as he is in that movie like again you have a clear establishment of like he's this poor kid 
he doesn't know his own strength, he's been suppressed, and, like, he's being manipulated um, for that power, and, like, it's not his fault, right? Like, like outside forces are, are controlling him here, and, like, 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 abusing and manipulating him. Right. In the second movie, you kind of have a little bit of, of a, a plot for him, even though, like, it came to an end in the first movie. Like, he died, as far as we knew, in the first movie. Um, or, or like, you know, he came back together and like was, I can't remember if he came back together in the first movie at the end or whether he died and it just like was explained that he came back together in the first, in the second one. Um, but like you can, you can. the first one we saw him escape as a wisp. Right. Like there's like, there's like a shot of it where it's like, who knows? mm, Yeah. And there's there's a there's a version of the second one where you can see like yeah okay this character has some stuff to pro like what's his new life look like you know um, mm-hmm. here it's so weird because he behaves like an entirely different character and he also has the the powers but he can control them now which I feel like is a really important difference and one that really muddies what the obscurial is and what it represents metaphorically right where it's like yes i got it before you know you oppress someone and then they eventually lash out and it might be random right like it, it might not be a direct a directed response it's it just you know you you are you're creating this, this this pressure cooker by like not not allowing wizards to be wizards right um very dumb very simple metaphor but like understandable right when you get to the point where like they can control the power like control the buildings they're they're blowing up with their special hatred powers it's like okay we've this is a different thing now new 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 power new metaphor here yeah i don't know how i feel about that <laughs> like turning into um it's like, oh, he's been so abused into this, like, hate form, and unfortunately, there's no coming back from that. It's like, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, so so they have this big fight. Dumbledore apologizes. Uh, meanwhile, Dumbledore told uh, uh, Newt right before this, it's like, he, here, here's how you're going to get Theseus back. Um, there's a joke about German paperwork where he hands him, like, seven different, like, official uh writs right i'm just like this is a weird dumb joke for this movie kids love Um, this kids love jokes about german bureaucracy (laughs) um um and so newt newt visits this secret black site prison um that is clearly very old and probably not vogel's project if if i'd have to guess right no no because Dumbledore, because he even says, I, I don't remember what the prison is called. It's, it's the, um, I'm looking, I'm looking at the wiki here. Do they have a name for the, the scary prison? Um, no, Theseus, uh, oh, the Erkstag. And, and when, when Dumbledore says, oh, Theseus is in the Erkstag, uh, 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 Newt is like, the Erkstag was shut down decades ago or whatever. And he's like, no, no, it's still going. So, Clearly not Vogel's project, uh, or maybe the German ministry, maybe it's the German ministry's own thing, but nonetheless, a weird thing to throw in your movie about how the guy at the top is the only problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets there, and uh, there's a creepy guy in charge of the prison who's eating bugs and uh, takes Pickett and Teddy away from him, the, the Niffler and the uh, Bow Truckle. 
away and puts them in a little cage. And he's like, okay, go he go find your brother. He's in the prison somewhere. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Um, and this is where we get our Star Wars sequence. This is my least favorite part in the whole movie. This was so weird. I almost liked this is kind of where I've landed on it. But I think that it biffs it hugely. Number one, because who gives a fuck about Theseus? Yeah, I I really don't like Newt. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of my problem. I really do not enjoy that character. And it just feels endless of him going to find his brother Theseus, who, as far as I know, they don't have like even any tension between them. Like they do sort of like a like fake, like brotherly, like, but like brotherly tension that just sort of assumes because they're different, they don't understand each other, but it's not well established or anything. Mm -hmm. It's so boring. So he, he, the bug, the bug guy takes one of the bugs he's been eating and shakes it and it turns into a firefly and he puts it in the, in a lamp for Newt. Um, And uh, Newt, Newt uh, enters the prison and quickly discovers that it is like a weird cave. Um, And there's some nasty little bugs in there. Um, And they look very uh, hungry. They're like, they're like circling around him. They're like little lobster guys. Um, And, uh, oh, did you notice this is like the one clever editing thing in the movie? Mm. Did you like the part where it showed the close up of the nasty little bug creature and then it cut to the dinner scene with the lobster on the tray? Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That was cute. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a movie. They're having some fun with editing in the movie. Um, but no, so, so, so Newt is is looking for Theseus, and he's in he's in the bug prison. And the bugs are about to eat him, but then he starts mimicking. What is, what is And what does he explain to Theseus Limbic when he gets... mimicry, and they will c- copy what you're doing, basically. Yeah, and so he does this goofy little dance all the way down to where Theseus is in this bug prison. Um, and he has, like, an army of these things following him, all all mimicking his little dance. Um, which, like, I thought this was a cute idea. I just wish that, one, it wasn't for a Theseus rescue sequence, you know? <laughs> I wish I cared about the stakes and I wish that I liked Newt. And this is a, this is again, this is a problem of baggage, right? Where it's just like, I haven't enjoyed him much in the previous two movies. So him doing, and him doing this doesn't do much for me here, except for the fact that like, I see the version of this that could work if this was a series of movies about a wacky guy meeting strange creatures, right? Like, oh, these ones imitate you. Like, that's cute, right? On paper. I guess so. I mean, it's very, it's like taken right out of the first movie. It's like that kind of um, adventure type thing, I suppose. But it just every element aside from, there's just, it's movie shaped. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I see the idea here. Um, The execution just is not there. Um, And it gets muddied further when... He gets to Theseus and is, like, untying him and explaining how he's getting him out of here. And then there's a giant version of the bug, I guess, in the bottom of the the well. The prison is, like, this giant, like, like well structure, basically. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, you just see, like, this stinger come up. And the stinger uh, plunges into, like, the cell next to Theseus's and, like, pulls another prisoner out screaming and it's like really horrific honestly like, it's, <laughs> it's really over the top this guy is screaming like no please and then he like you hear this like more audio gore just like the the deer dying um and then this like mutilated corpse gets like belched <laughs> back up right next to them and then the little bugs go and eat it yeah. it's so gross <laughs> like, it is gross they, they used all their grossness budget on this scene which and i had this moment moment of like this would be so funny in another movie right like like movie shaped this is so movie shaped if i was watching like evil dead or something and this happened i'd be like yeah all right this is hilarious it's it's like a star wars level yeah type but like you know original trilogy type star yeah, wars it's, it's, gross it's the sarlacc yeah right? yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 like a little nasty and and, and gory, and I'm like, yeah, this is like a, a, a adventure movies. It's Temple of Doom shit, right? Like it, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is adventure movie stuff, and like I do generally like that kind of thing, but it feels so odd here, and then it is wildly uh 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 deployed again because so they watch this guy die and get like eaten by bugs, and then. Theseus is untied and they have to like do their little dance back up to get out of the prison. And the music, they start playing like royalty free salsa music while they're <laughs> climbing back up. And so, and there's a moment like in this where it happens again, where the tail comes up, another guy gets impaled on the stinger and eaten, and then a big corpse dumps down and gets swarmed by bugs. And it's playing like dun 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 dun, dun cha music in the back. It's so fucked. It's insane. <laughs> Evil Dead Joe. It's a Sam Raimi movie gag, but like because I don't know that it knows that it's that. It I have no idea how to take it. It's 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 bizarre. It is. It's very strange. Do you do you do you get the feeling that like the number one demand from WB was like more creatures, please? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why though. Like <laughs> like. The I don't know. I'm biased because this scene was so horrible to me. I, yeah. I found it so extremely boring. Um, but yeah, I guess I can like go through and like count count the creatures, and it must be a branding thing, right? They're like, yeah. this is this is fantastic beasts. We have we have to put them in here. There's no other reason for this scene to be here because who gives a fuck about feces, right? Like <laughs> the Bizarre. most unnecessary character in the film. Like, he does not do jack shit. They could have shuffled him off no problem. Yeah. Again, Tina another... is a picture in the case. Like, why did he have to be in this movie? <laughs> I, I'm still thinking about what you said earlier about, like, making it the countersight movie. And I'm like, mm -hmm. fuck yeah. Like, let's just get the case. We, 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 we get Yusuf. We get... Uh, Lally, we're just getting like a new, like a new Fantastic Beasts crew, right? Like, like, yeah, uh, uh, you know, like Yusuf was in the last movie, but like he didn't do do that much. But like, just get 
get a new ro- you know rotate out theseus we don't need him who fucking cares you know just... it, it, rotate newt into a side character because he's uh, he's a great character to be in a heist movie right like yeah. an espionage heist movie because his like power is animals or or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> um so so he works like well as a side character and jacob is our main character leading mm-hmm. us through the movie and it would be nice if grindelwald was like having visions of like each like a like a snippet of each person's little little thing going on yeah you've got you've got you've got yusuf kama who's like the serious badass you've Mm -hmm. got lally who's like the know-it-all they're like the they're like the tech uh person on the heist right yeah uh you have uh the audience surrogate and jacob you have and then you have animals guy this works like i know Really, and Theseus re- does not need to be there. Most importantly, who? Yeah, what is Theseus's power like in the heist? What is he bringing to the heist? He's is the his- cop. You don't bring a cop to a heist. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing you want on your heist. <laughs> Unless he's like, you know, he's like undercover, or he's like, you know, he's your he's your snitch or whatever. Then that might work. But like, he's not. He's just like a. He he's there because he's a ministry official and he like gets them into like some ministry stuff, but like he blows it in the beginning of the movie because he he loses his cool when he hears that um surprise the government did something bad or whatever and he's just like no you you have to arrest Grindelwald and they get sent to bug prison right right you just leave him in bug prison. You know, God, if has, please. If he has to be in the movie, leave him in bug prison. I don't care. And he basically <laughs> is left in bug prison. <laughs> right, because once he's rescued, what, what else does he fucking do in this movie? Does he show he's up there again? at the end? Yeah. Like, probably, he's, like, physically there, right? Yeah, he, I guess he's part of, like, the, the case stuff that happens. Uh, but, but yeah, he's not important to the, the, uh, outside of, like you say, we know he, we know he's important because he's Newt's brother, right? But, like, that is not enough. That's, like. Yeah. But, it, just... again, it's movie-shaped because it goes through all the motions of, like, because they have, like, this little back and forth as they're doing the bug dance. And, and Newt's, like, you need to, you need to do the bug dance better. And Theseus is just, like, oh, you know, my, my silly younger brother. But then, you know, the big scorpion kills someone else. He's, like, oh, my, my little brother is right, I guess. So, He's so like, smart. Yeah. I understand the motions that this yeah. is going through, but I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Oh, uh, another really gross effect too when he steps on the bug on accident. Oh yeah, he, he, he just crunches that bad boy uh, completely. A lot uh, of creatures more, getting more dead getting animal. dead. <laughs> more dead WB creatures. said we need more beasts. Kill half of them off. <laughs> um, there's and when they get out, there's like this weird comedy, like slapstick bit where. Pickett and um, Teddy have their own little breakout of the like the cage that they were put in. Yeah, this um, one's for the kids. They put this, this one in here kids. for the kids. Well, there, there is like there is a funny joke in this. Um, they do the like slow mo like Pickett like reaches for Teddy's hand because they're falling, and Teddy like sticks his paw out, but then like the camera shifts and you see that he's reaching for like a gold coin or whatever. Yeah, just, I'm glad like, they could. Glad they could get grab a joke right after um out of the minions movie and put it in this dark <laughs> political drama. Yeah, it's such a like like totally stock joke movie shaped joke. Just stock <laughs> joke, right? Like uh-huh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like fuck. That's in like The Incredibles, I think. That's in <laughs> Minions tear joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you put this one for the kids. Let's get back to the election drama. Yeah, and it turns out, it turns out that that tie that Dumbledore gave um, Theseus was a port key. It's one of those reveals that is, like you said, like magic just gets to be whatever. So it doesn't make you feel clever. It's just like, well, okay, yeah. that was a magic teleport tie. I should have yeah. known. Yeah. I mean, like, they, they, they do, there's a cute bit where they, they remind the audience that port keys exist, where um, when Lally takes uh, uh, Jacob to the train earlier in the movie, there's a bit where... Um, uh, uh, Dumbledore's like, they arrived by port key or something, and Jacob's just like, boy, did we ever, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> some, some cute, some cute, uh, commentary from him. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so, God, the most important scene of the movie, we've rescued Theseus, thank God. Um, meanwhile, Lally and Jacob are at a fancy dinner for all of the the confederation of wizards candidates um and grindelwald is uh sitting in a carriage outside the building that this is taking place and he, he this is the one place where he uses his future sight mm-hmm. and he like sees in the like he has this moment where he like looks in the reflection of the window and he sees like jacob doing something and he's like roll down the window I'm going to go and party with my, my guys. Um, and, uh, there are all, there's all these protesters that are his, his dudes outside this, this banquet that's happening. Um, and this is where, this is where that bit in the trailer I was so confused about came from, where he's like being held up in the air by a bunch of guys. Right. Yeah. Um, but he, but he just has this moment where like, like, like Vogel is sitting on this, standing on this balcony with another ministry official. Who's like, we can't let him stand in this election. Um, and then he like looks down and he sees Grindelwald honestly having, looks like he's having a great time. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Uh, 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 chilling with his, his Nazi homies. Um, uh, and he goes, no, he has to stand in the election. Cause if he doesn't, it'll be even worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. like amazing logic how did nobody figure out that this guy was corrupt honestly like (laughs) um so we get this sort of misdirection here because there is uh uh an awkward moment where they they invite grindelwald in they announce that he can stand in the election and introduce introduce him to the other candidates um and queenie is part of his like retinue Mm mm-hmm and Jacob sees her and uh, uh, causes a little bit of a scene when he also sees the most evil waiter ever put in a movie um, <laughs> deliver Santos a, a glass of wine that's poisoned. And he knocks it out of uh, uh, the waiter's hand um, and then like r- starts running for Queenie. But then there's this big whoopsie misunderstanding where he gets fingered as the assassin. Um, and he makes the front page as like, uh oh, this muggle assassin tried to take on, uh, t- tried to kill someone, uh, tried to kill Santos. So, like, maybe we should vote for Grindelwald because, look, the muggles are doing murder crimes. Right, right. Um, Dumbledore knew all this would happen, of course. 
um, because he's so smart. Um, God, I, when the um, the action sequence breaks out here, mm-hmm. where like they make the books explode and there's just pages flying everywhere, so you can't see the fight happening. Yeah, this movie is so hamstrung by Harry Potter magic because you can tell you can tell that they tried to make it more whimsical and magical but all the magic is just like the CGI is just fucking blasting particle effects everywhere I I, I said this earlier that this movie just felt like a James Bond movie to me except mm-hmm. everyone is just like slipping on banana peels um, yeah. instead of just getting shot with a gun and so my <laughs> My whole time watching this movie, I was just waiting for someone to take out an actual gun and shoot someone. That would be, honestly, wouldn't that be so much more exciting in every action sequence in this movie? Yes. <laughs> like, so so when when they're chasing, the, the guards are, like, chasing Lally and Jacob because they think he's the assassin. Um, and, like, Lally casts the spell that, like, makes all the paper in the room, like flutter around and like like they build like a bridge out of it so they can like climb over the table and they're like blasting guys with the wands and it's like this is so sad because i think if i read this in a harry potter book i'd be like thank god a like creative use for magic in an action sequence finally right mm-hmm. like they're, they're building like a path with paper and, and whatnot but it's just, like, really bad CGI that's, like, not interesting to watch. And you're right. Like, I think I would rather just see, like, the guards whip out, like, an MP5 and start shooting at them, right? Like, Yeah, stuff I mean, ex- that's, it's, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Because yeah. you spent, like, it's the original Harry Potter, they sort of end up where, every, where wands are just guns and they're just shooting yeah. kill spells at each other. Yeah. And that's mis- that's miserable in a movie about like teenagers in a school doing like quirky magic and now here we are in what i think is a movie probably for 30 year old harry potter fans or at least (laughs) that's probably what they're trying to do and it's about it's a cast of adults doing like a movie shaped james bond film and they're slipping on banana peels and like and like making paper fly (laughs) everywhere like oh the crystal balls fell on the floor and they're rolling all around (laughs) right like like especially too because this is like a espionage movie right like you when when the tension pops in an espionage movie you want some like shit to explode right you want like i don't know you want you want a guy to dodge machine gun fire or something like yeah this is cool you want james bond to like get in his car and peel out while someone's shooting at him yes like the the right like the 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 it's 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 a it's a it's a matter of like what you're expecting the story to deliver for you right like when you go see an action movie like, you're there to see the action, but of course the entire movie can't be action, right? Like, it needs to be, like, you know, set up, and it needs to have, like, fun set up, set up and payoff, tension needs to build and, 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 and explode. And, like, when you're watching, ideally, when you're watching, like, a good action movie, you're there to see, like, oh, I'm here to see, like, cool fight choreography or, like, a clever uh uh co- like, like, location for a fight scene, right? Like, there are reasons to go... To to, to to you know to to get what you're there to see in a magic movie called Fantastic Beasts, what <laughs> is that ideally? You know, like what what's the thing that you're there to see 
And it, and I, I think the movie kind of doesn't have an answer for that, unfortunately. Yep. Um, maybe making, maybe making a Harry Potter movie with an ensemble cast full of adults yeah. doing a political drama was not was not it. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, like 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 the the, the thing it says on the box is Fantastic Beasts. But Lord knows we're being shown enough of those in this movie. Yeah, it's just it's just not when 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 the action does happen in this, you're just like someone like do a karate move or something, you know? Right, like, right. <laughs> uh, but they they escape and and um, but it turns out that the Grindelwald, you know, it, it still stands. Grindelwald is going to be part of the election, um, and. It's uh, it's all coming down, down to this. Dumbledore explains. Well, this is it, things are actually worse now, um, than they were earlier because uh oh, <laughs> the election is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and every- <laughs> that's that's me. Things are worse. The election is gonna happen. <laughs> and then he explains. So check this out. The way the election works is actually that there's this place in Bhutan that we all go to, and we watch the 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 Chilin uh, uh, choose who is purest of heart. And he says, "This is actually really important, you guys." He's like looking directly at the camera, and he's like, "This is always how the Wizarding World has worked, actually." <laughs> but but keep in mind, and this is an important part because democracy is the most important thing. You see who's pure of heart, but then you vote about whether or not you want the pure heart person to win. Yeah. <laughs> he ex- just explains this system. Like, okay, so there's this magic deer that you that will bow to the purest of heart, and then the election happens, I, I think. This is and what he's... wizards do instead of holding debates. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is their version of the CNN debate. As we all know, debates are held so that we can find out who is purest of heart. Who is purest Uh, of heart. But but wizards have a shortcut. And it's a baby deer. (laughs) And and it's all taking place in Bhutan, in the Himalayas, and they're like... And this is ancient wizard tradition. This is this is how it's always been. This is so crazy. And this is the International Confederation was never mentioned once. I think in the original series, like I had no idea. Like, is this like the Wizard UN? I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I guess at this stage, this is the Wizard League of Nations. Like, I I, I don't yes, know. Yes, I don't know what power they have exactly because we've only ever seen the individual ministries. Um. Uh, but he goes, don't worry, uh, the plan is still in motion. And then we see Bunty approaching a uh, a luggage store, uh. and uh, she has Newt's case, and she uh, shows it to the, to the man and is like, I need you to make me six copies of this, but you can't open it. And he goes, okay. Yep, normal. <laughs> It's, Make it's, me a copy of this object. I don't understand why it needed to be a like. It's a branded suitcase. I think you just can you not go and buy five more of those. <laughs> and and like it's it's this it's it's played as this comedy bit where like the movie knows this is a ridiculous like moment, 
because she she is like really bad at explaining herself like she she is so suspicious right like she is she's like sweating and she's like stammering and she's like she's like holding the case down so he can't open it and she's like i need six copies of this you can't open it um and the inside doesn't matter and i need them in 24 hours uh and he like it's it's it, you know it's a joke when he's just like okay but also this is again this is your serious espionage movie and you're having a joke about how bad one of you isn't being a spy <laughs> but we just go with it i guess yep it's fine it's fine we love bunty a beloved character <laughs> who among us does not remember how great Bunty was in, in her first appearance in the second movie? Yeah, she was probably in the second movie, right? She was the one in the second movie. It was really hard for me to tell because she, her hair and like outfit is totally different in this one, I think. Mm -hmm. But she's the one who got like insanely horny for Newt in his right, apartment. Because yeah. it was when he was... um coming out of the swimming pool with like the kelpie right and he's like naked and she's like "Ooh, let me dry you off and he's oh like, my completely god oblivious. <laughs> the character we all love so then god what what does fucking happen then oh we see uh grindelwald uh taking the dead chilin and doing a dark ritual with it this is my favorite. I love because he has like this sort of speech where he's like, see, this is why we deserve to rule because we can do this shit. And then he just like puts puts the deer in some water and brings it back to life. Yeah, he like takes this dead animal that he that he killed and like puts it in the water. And like there's this like really like graphic shot from like under the water where like the blood flows out into it. Right. And he starts like chanting. Um, and then he, like, he, you know, he has this, like, zombie deer. Um, he's also fully clothed, just stepping into a swimming pool, too, which is a really weird choice, I feel. Um, uh, but then he he has this, this this zombie deer, and then Credence comes in and is like, um, hey, sorry, I forgot, I, I kind of didn't kill Dumbledore, actually. Um, I kind of fucked that up. Yeah. And Grindelwald is very unhappy with him. And he's like, well, this is so you fucked up the deer thing because there were two and you told me there was only one. And um, now you have not killed Dumbledore. So um, uh, lucky for you, the Nazi party operates on a three strike system. So I am just putting you on a pip. So um, I'm going to just sploosh <laughs> you with some water right now. But next time... <laughs> Next time you're really in trouble. We are we are making you sign this performance improvement plan. Um, you have to get better at doing Nazi stuff. You are really shitty at being my Nazi assistant, actually. <laughs> God, I wanted Mads to be good in this movie, and I'm yeah. going to blame the movie entirely because I know that Mads can do that thing of being really menacing, and I don't think that he even needs it to be well written to just do the mads thing but i just don't think they even let him like well, it's all so wooden and boring yeah. it doesn't help that the the his like dramatic menacing scene here is like he's dripping wet because he's he's been <laughs> standing in a swimming pool so he already looks really silly and like bedraggled yeah but he he also, like, does the Vampire Diaries, like, super speed whoosh over to Credence <laughs> before he says all this. And so yeah. you're just sort of reeling from that. 
Um, yeah. And also, I feel like it's really hard to make uh, we're on we're on a three strike system threatening, right? Like it just honestly makes Grindelwald look a little incompetent, right? Like. Yeah, and for how much the Credence story doesn't matter at all, it just seems like he's wasting his time. Yeah, like imagine, imagine you're like a, you know, you're rising the ranks of the evil organization, um, and you have like, you know, every everyone joins, you know, the 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 evil guy's uh, uh, crew because he's like the most ruthless, efficient badass ever. He's you don't fuck with the boss, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is every speaking of action movies and stuff you have. This is the guy that you need to have, like, kill one or two guys to prove a point throughout the movie. Right. That are on his side. You know, he needs to, like, shoot the guy who failed or whatever. And then, like, you know, scare all the other guys into into shaping up. Right. But here he's like, well, <laughs> you're two for two on fucking up, but I'm going to give you one more insanely important job. I hope you don't screw this one up. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of he's he's fallen far from just like executing babies from the second movie to just be like, yeah, splashing credence with some water when he yeah. screws up his two important missions. How many guys did Darth Vader choke to death in Empire Strike ba- Strikes Back to like prove a point? Right. right to like prove he's the guy in charge. Like Credence is, Credence fucks up so much worse than any of those Imperial Guards do in that movie. <laughs> like <laughs> uh but he he gives he gives Credence, you know, one last chance. You're gonna you're gonna go do evil guy stuff um in Bhutan because I'm going to that election. So <laughs> Does Grindelwald um, kill anyone in this movie? Uh any people? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Grindelwald, that's another thing, right? Is like, like speaking of Mads' performance, I, I'm so curious how much was already filmed when they recast. Mm-hmm. Because when, when I think about it, he has very few scenes and all of them are I, like the one big one is that, that the, the scene that we mentioned pre- previously at the banquet where he, um, uh, gets carried by all of his followers and he's like partying with them and then he like visits visits the actual dinner right mm-hmm. um otherwise he is pretty much only appearing in the yard of his castle and <laughs> um that like in the Bhutan scene he's part of the election but like that Nobody, I I refuse to believe that anybody in the Bhutan sequence was ever in the same room. Like, yeah. yeah, he's just not much of a presence, is he? I just think he killed like ten guys in the last movie. Yeah, including he children. Do, he doesn't really do anything in this movie. No, he he's really like he starts out by killing an animal, so you know he's bad, and then doesn't really kill anyone else. Um. Or, or do anything else he and and like and, and and to counter that right it's also not like like you say he never really gets a chance to be that menacing right like um i think the closest he comes is is that scene that we talked about earlier on where he's having that kind of like uh like tete-a-tete with uh with yusuf right where there's you know that there's some tension there because the the ploy that Dumbledore is doing is obvious right and everyone involved in that scene knows it um but there's not like like you with a guy like Grindelwald you want to have that like 
sense of like menacing politeness, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what Mads is so fucking good at and like Hannibal and stuff. Right. And he doesn't like that's kind of the one scene where he gets to do that. Um, but it never really culminates in anything because the tension never pops in that scene, right? Like he just accepts the the gambit and moves on. And so like you get this sense throughout this movie of the things they choose to show us Grindelwald doing is he's just really bad at being your evil boss. Like Right, right. He he totally buys Dumbledore's gambit with Yosef. He uh he lets continues to like keep credence on the payroll after fucking up both of his jobs. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, just really not that effective of an evil guy, it feels like. He's just gonna run for president or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So um what do we have? We it's it's time for the fucking it's it's Bhutan time. Um, everybody's going to this, this temple where they are going to hold the, the Chilin ceremony. Um, and this is where, uh, we, um, see the first huge injection of nostalgia bullshit here. Mm. Like, like just the real, cause I guess this is, this is technically before the Bhutan scene, but like, this is the third act of the film, right? It's right. like, um, all of our crew, our heist crew gathers in Hogwarts, we got to go to high school. Quick, <laughs> we've got, everyone. <laughs> we've got to go. We've got to go back to high school. Back to the beginning. High school. Yeah. Um, and there's this dumbass scene where Theseus and Newt are like walking down the hall towards the room of requirement. And the door appears. And Theseus is like, what's that? And Newt says, the room that we require. I know <laughs> like, that one. Like, what the fuck? Doesn't even say what it's... At. I guess they had a different name for it. Or maybe he invented the name. Isn't this what people were upset about? Like, a oh, plot hole, because Dumbledore wouldn't have known about the Room of Requirement at this point. Yes. Yeah, this was a big... Anno- this was this was this movie's um, McGonagall controversy, yeah. Which I do not accept, because clearly Dumbledore was joking when he told the story about, yeah. about the chamber pots. About needing to piss, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird moment. We get, like, when we see Hogwarts, we get the, we get, like, the Hedwig's theme. Oh, it's pathetic. Uh, Pathetic. It's It's so bad. You see Hogwarts, it goes, and you're just like, fuck it, move, next, skip, moving on. Even even if that works on you, how is the takeaway not like, oh, I wish I was watching this movie instead? Right. Like, honestly, that yeah. was a, a little bit of how I felt we get the scene of Jacob, like, hanging out with the students, like, and it's adorable. And, and Jacob at some point is like, says something, something like, oh, they got a bunch of little wizards here. And I'm like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. We I remember that story about the, about the little <laughs> wizard school. There, there is there there is an earlier scene in Hogwarts with Jacob in in Hogwarts that I mm. did think was like genuinely pretty fun. But again, just speaks to what you were saying earlier about how Jacob should have been the main character, right? Right. Because there's that really funny moment where he's like sitting at the table at breakfast or whatever, and he's like, 
Oh yeah. Uh my wand, um, it's actually like incredibly rare and super powerful. You can't touch it. And he's like bragging to like these like twelve year olds. Yeah, yeah. And there's that <laughs> the thing where where he gets like cockroach clusters from the Slytherins and doesn't realize yeah. what they are until Newt says and it like cuts to the Slither like the little Slytherin kids going like he we got him. Yeah, like like that part of the Hogwarts thing is actually, I think pretty good right but again it's because it doesn't center around hogwarts it's because it centers around jacob who would find hogwarts like fascinating right like like we get to see a character react to hogwarts which i feel like is different than us being shown hogwarts and like told by the movie to react you know what i mean definitely definitely maybe a better audience proxy in jacob than uh (laughs) yeah than this other thing yeah, um, but it turns out there's a port key in the room of requirement, and Dumbledore's like, okay, so we're going to Bhutan, we have six of Newt's cases, and we're gonna play, you know, we're gonna, one of them is real, but uh, the others are fake, and we're gonna try and, try and uh, 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 bamboozle everyone, and again, another great Jacob moment here, where he's like, oh, it's like three-card money, and everyone looks at him like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? This is like the purest Jude Law moment where he looks at Jacob yeah. and is like, what? Three card what? It's very funny. Jude Law. So like Mads Mikkelsen, the god, all, all power to him. I respect that he just fully phoned it the fuck in in this movie. Get that paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Secure yeah. the bag. Um, Jude acting his fucking ass off in this movie, I've got to say. Yeah. Like... No reason to. The material he's been given is terrible, but he's really, really selling it. Um, did you notice that he put a lot more Irish in Dumbledore in this one? No, not. I didn't really notice. But yeah, hmm. he, I, 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 he, I, I noticed it at first at the beginning of the movie in the in like the heat scene, um, where he says like, uh. Oh, is this one of your regular haunts or something? Like he just really, really hammers the Irish accent. Um, oh yeah, I guess so. Which is, it, it, which is, you know, that's that's cute. That's a that's that's technically accurate for Dumbledore. Um, um, but yeah, like like he shoots Jacob this look, um, <laughs> at when he when he's talking about three card money, where he's like confused but like intrigued right like it's such a dumb like i think that that is the purest dumbledore moment of like kind of um detached curiosity yeah like jude law is selling that yeah it's 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 bittersweet because it's like jude law is acting his ass off with this dog shit material (laughs) and in this in this like cursed franchise that i never want to see another movie about again but i look at that and go oh but i get why they got him for dumbledore now yeah yeah definitely in in the first movie i had no idea like like just really didn't sell it i didn't like him in the second movie at all but like here I, I I don't know what changed, maybe like or 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 what's different about about his 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 approach or or the writing, but like I I just I really did have a moment just like like oh I kind of like him as Dumbledore now, but it like doesn't matter because this movie sucks and I don't want anything to do with this franchise. Right? right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um. Um. But they all so they all take a case and they 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 go to this temple and uh, we get another <laughs> another banana peel sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's guys slipping on crystal balls. They're all chasing the the people with cases. All the all these Nazi Nazi guys are chasing um um the 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 decoys. Indiana Jones sequence here again, but no guns and no like stunts and no like props or anything. It's all CGI paper and is it is it is, is this the part with the crystal balls that fall out of one yep. of them yep it is yeah the, i think that it's lolly that like um like blows up a cart full of crystal balls and they're like rolling around and there's like these teleporting chickens yeah um, like magical blue chickens that are teleporting around and it's just a it's just a good old time it's good family fun <laughs> And I just wish that someone had a gun and was blasting. Like, please, stuff. someone get shot. <laughs> or like, or like, a, you know, like the the. It's so funny that um, Lally like knocks over a cart full of crystal balls, right? Because you're just like, I want to see a car drive through a fruit stand or something, yes. right? And it's like, it's like this is. I, I see movie shaped, as you say, movie shaped, mm-hmm. like. I I see the idea here, but it's so boring because it's just all like zero rules, zero stakes magic. Just any fucking anything can happen, and it's not particularly visually interesting. I know I already said this, but why in Harry Potter are the wands guns, and in this they aren't? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that would be it's extremely lame. Also, yeah, but. It's not like there are I guess there were some green lasers at some point. Yes. Yeah, they're firing they're firing green lasers but all, all the lasers are being like, you know, blocked or 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 hit on the, you know, they're hitting the walls or whatever. So again, they are functionally guns the same way that they are in the Harry Potter movies, right? Mm-hmm. But like Remember in the seventh Harry Potter movie where we were joking about the part where Hermione is just like throwing hand grenades? <laughs> yes. The, the thing that was funny about that and, and like kind of our criticism back then was that it was like, well, the magic has been diluted to the point where it really is just like gunfire in this movie. Mm-hmm. But like you were still getting the like... um like the mechanics of an action sequence there and it right. was just the fact that it was it was silly because it was it was a this was a story about a, a kid who was good at flying a broomstick seven movies ago right like and 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 now they're just having a gunfight um but here the whimsy is back and I think I would rather just have the hand grenades going off. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, we're watching it, like an espionage movie with an election. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's an odd it, odd mismatch here. Um, uh, they 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 get surrounded at one point, and there's like three cases that get kidnapped or they they, they get uh, 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 rounded up at once, and it's like, oh no, one of these must be the real one. Um, but then. The Harry Potter theme plays again as the case is all open. Uh, just another little little jolt of nostalgia for everyone as it turns out that, like, nope, all of these were fake ones. Yeah. Um, so who who has the real one? Who who could possibly have the real case then? Um, if it wasn't Jacob or Lally or Newt or any of these other characters, who 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 could have had it? Who are we forgetting? Who is so who? unassuming that they shouldn't have been in this movie at all? 
and it's is also not, not Theseus. Theseus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the top of the temple, uh, uh, Lou, Santos, and uh, Grindelwald are all standing, waiting for the the, the chillin' ceremony to start. Um, I love a chillin' ceremony. Chillin' ceremony. I mean, this is the part where so so Vogel is like giving a speech. By the way, did, did was this driving you fucking insane? He's just giving a TV speech. Yeah, he is. Like. Like th- this, not only do we do we know from the books and, and and movies that like wizards don't have TV. That's just like not a concept to them. Uh, this yes, movie they is. Do. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they apparently super do. <laughs> they, they, but this is set in like 1930. Yeah. So like, there's all these shots of like people standing around watching a big black and white screen. Yeah. Like of a live broadcast, and I'm like, what? What? How do wizards? How do wizards not look at TV and go like, oh yeah, we had that. We've had, we've always had that. What are you we have talking to about? send letters on scrolls by owls. We also have TV. <laughs> we had live TV like 30 years before everyone else did, apparently. But he says, "Let the chillin unite us," which I think I will be saying every Friday night from now on. <laughs> um. Uh, and, uh, they, 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 they bring forth the fake one and it, and it like stumbles towards Grindelwald and bows and it's like, well, too bad. I I guess, I guess he's, I guess he's our guy. I guess he's pure of heart. I guess he's pure of heart. Um, but then who should bum rush the stage, but Credence to say that's not, that's not the real chillin'. Uh, and and Grindelwald's bad, actually. And, and everyone's uh, like, "Who's this guy? Get him off the stage! <laughs> get get off the stage! Boo!" Um, and uh, yeah, so there's this there's this big, big credence has like this big dramatic speech. Uh, and 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 is it is it this part where Grindelwald like does the shrug and is like words words <laughs> words my favorite <laughs> part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's either newt or credence just has this big speech about how bad he is and and he like halfway through he like rolls his eyes and shrugs and then he just goes words it's like the <laughs> funniest fucking part of the movie <laughs> that that is the most mads moment i think um definitely that that that, that is him at his high at, at the height of his like not giving a fuck powers Absolutely. he might as well he might as well have just been like smoking a cigarette at that point just like not giving a fuck at all um uh but then he then uh who should who should arrive with the real one but bunty bunty's here bunty's remember bunty yep i sure do but bunty is here and uh, she had the real one the whole time, and also she's like wearing like traditional like Bhutan clothes, and so it looks really. <laughs> I think someone needs to have a talk with her about that. Maybe, maybe not yeah. her her uh, thing to do. Um, uh, and uh, but she opens the case and is like, "Here's the real one," and it. Uh, uh... <laughs> is it this point where the the zombie? No, the zombie one doesn't keel over just yet does it because there's an amazing part where the, where the fake one no because vogel like holds it up 
And it's right, like yeah. this is this the is real the real one. one, and then it just it just, <laughs> it just dies. Dies. It's so good. Just, he's like, behold, this is the real chillin', and he holds it up, and it just fucking dies. And then the real one walks over to Dumbledore and bows. And, wow. and there's this powerful moment because because the thing is we haven't mentioned it because it doesn't fucking matter in this movie, but the but Dumbledore was worried. You know, Dumbledore felt that he was a lost cause because of what happened with Ariana. Um, uh, he, there's a there's a point earlier in the movie where he's like, yeah, I kind of blew up my sister. I think. Yeah, um, like maybe it wasn't me, but it might have been, <laughs> and it might have been. <laughs> And I love that Newt's, like, words of comfort for him weren't like, wow, that, you know, that's horrible. You know, we can only, you know, we we can only move forward. He's like, yeah, but you could, like, try to be better, you know? like All we can do is try, Dumbledore. (sighs) Yeah, the thing is, I was kind of trying to be a Nazi when I blew up my sister on accident, so. Right, yeah. Ee-wee. Um, uh... So Grindelwald's fed up. He's been, or, or no, uh, does does Grindelwald get sick of this shit before or after the Santos reveal? After, I, after. I believe. Okay. So 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 Dumbledore's like, no, no, little little dear. Um, I I I turn the offer down or whatever. I, like, I, I, because I, you're twins, that means that there are probably two <laughs> pure of heart people here. Pure of heart person here, which I was really hoping because again I like completely forgotten the leaks. I was hoping it was going to go bow to Jacob and Jacob would just become king of the wizards or something. That would like, be excellent. Um, but instead, it goes and bows before Santos, who. I don't think Santos or Lou had a single line in this movie. Do you remember them saying anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, no. Santos does say one thing. There is a part in the at the banquet where Grindelwald comes in and he's like, ah, hello, hello, my esteemed rival. And she's like, ah, I've heard. She's like, has this very pointed like, ah, I've heard so much about you and your followers. I think that's the only thing she ever says in this movie. Oh, I, I, but like not a character. N- neither of the candidates, neither Santos nor Lou, are like characters at all in this. We film. have heard the name Santos chanted at several moments. <laughs> yes, we 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 know that there are some people who are very passionate about Santos. Um, and then Grindelwald's like, okay, fuck this, and he uh shoots Credence with Avada Kedavra, and uh, luckily Dumbledore uh fires a counterspell at the right time to block it and this somehow breaks the blood pact from the first from the first two movies that's right because because and he explains it as like that doesn't count as moving against him because i was i was moving to protect credence i sought to protect he sought to destroy therefore therefore it's obvious to everyone what occurred it was not yeah. What the, the I mean, really, if we get in, into the weeds of it, the the whole like you can't move against him thing makes no sense because like what is he doing in this movie by arranging a heist if not moving against Grindelwald? Like I feel like that needed to be a, maybe a little bit more specific. Like you can't you can't shoot at Grindelwald. <laughs> not allowed, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean it even demonstrates 
like the blood pact at one point where he exposits what it is and he's like even i can't even think about moving against him and then the but the thing like freaks out or whatever and i'm like so are you like thinking about shooting him and that and and that's what it has to be but a heist is fine yeah planning an elaborate heist to get bunty in the way of his plans that counts or doesn't count i guess yeah Mm -hmm. very very confusing um ultimately not that important but then uh grindelwald is fed up he puts a bubble shield on and he's like i i was never your enemy which is a very weird thing to say and then jumps off the building and uh i guess rolls down the hill in his bubble shield (laughs) uh, (laughs) to safety i would have liked to have seen that um but yeah, no more Grindelwald. The day is saved. You know what? I think things in 1930s Germany are going to be just fine. It's good. It's good when stuff goes well. <laughs> it's great when when things go good. Uh, the finale of the film. Here we are. We've arrived at the end. Um, Jacob's Bakery is thriving once more. The lights are on. Uh, he's got a new assistant helping him out. Um, he's getting married to Queenie, I, who I guess he has forgiven for joining the Nazis. Right, um, yeah. Um, really disappointing. L- Lally and Jacob, that's my OTP, I think. Yeah, uh, definitely. Love them together in this film. Um, but, uh, there, there's, there's a real sense that this is the end of the series in this moment 100 um, because so queenie and him are getting married newt goes outside and tina's there and tina they have, she's what, here <laughs> what tina is it stands that, rejoice yeah what is it that she says to him that's like she, she she i don't know she has like some platitudes about how they're gonna they're gonna live together forever or whatever like it's very it's very yeah, whatever yeah feels very finite right like 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 this is the last time we're seeing these characters uh theseus shows up with lally on his arm boo bullshit bullshit bullshit, bullshit. it doesn't no not who cares about theseus um but the really important part of the ending here is that um, so everyone's going to the wedding. Uh, Newt notices someone sitting on the bench again across from uh, Jacob's place, and it's Dumbledore. And they go and have a little chat um, uh, where uh, they talk about how their adventure was crazy. Uh, Newt would do it again in a heartbeat because he's so cool. And then they sort of talk about what's next and, you know, like what, 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 what did we do? What did we accomplish? (laughs) And Dumbledore says, it's funny how historic days feel ordinary while you're living them. And then Newt says, perhaps that what, that's what happens when the world gets things right. (laughs) What the fuck? I don't think you could be more tone deaf if you tried. Yeah. It's shocking right like also what a double whammy of having that being the note that your franchise ends on at the uh at the onset of world war ii for the characters and also a movie released during covid and everything fucking else like just this like bizarre 
story about how you just need the right person at the top of the system, even though this movie clearly just shows the system being as corrupt as possible all the way through, and then ending it on, oh, living through historic days, you know, I don't really feel all that involved. Maybe that's a good thing. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, this is exactly what this franchise deserved. Yeah, like, I... (laughs) This is up there. This, to me, feels as nuts as Deathly Hallows ending with Harry wondering if his slave will make him a sandwich, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, very similar vibe of just like, wow, what a what an amazing summation of what this movie's, like, thesis is, right? Uh, that's what happens when the world gets things right i i wanted it at that point to like transition like i needed a song to come on and i just needed like an adam curtis documentary style like just a bunch of footage of like like nazi rallies and world war ii starting (laughs) and planes bombing and like i I, like there is no better thing i can think of to like end the movie on than just like i think things are gonna be just fine oh by the way this takes place in 1932 like ooh, incredible incredible (sighs) and then dumbledore like gets up and walks into into the cgi new york skyline <laughs> just like ah this is over this franchise is done oh um, definitely i would it's... be shocked if there was another movie there's no fucking way yeah i mean like fucking harry potter will shamble on but oh, like yeah fantastic beast is done so this is this is the end oh god what a fucking movie huh like different you know different than the other two yeah i mean honestly until we went back through it again i didn't realize how threadbare it was because mm-hmm. it's so movie shaped um <laughs> yeah but wow going scene to scene i'm just like this was so uh not there wasn't much going on no it it, it... it suffers in kind of the inverse way that the second movie does i think where the second movie had so many characters that all had like that all had a novel's worth of plot relevance, right? Like mm-hmm. like not a good movie by any means, but like you could see how a novel writer could have written that movie on accident, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um this movie, you can tell that a screenwriter went through and touched it up, right? But it is a screenwriter working with someone who has a novel's worth of ideas um but because the like most efficient thing to do is to just cut right in that in that situation like like well we don't need these characters to just say all of their backstory very quickly um you're let you're not left with much you know what i mean right yeah like the theseus stuff doesn't matter the like credence stuff ends up mattering a lot less than it than it like probably should have because he is a character who is is tied to his appearance in the second movie and has really nowhere to go you've got uh newt who got what he wanted in the last movie and is just sort of a non-character it's just like 
like it's it's a it's a screenwriter being handed a novelist's bad ideas, right, and having to like finish them. Weird game of exquisite corpse, kind of is what it feels like. Oh, definitely. This is maybe like the most pathetic political story I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's so funny that this is the movie where it's established that the Wizarding World. Um, has this big ceremony where they they ask a creature who should rule the planet, and it's pro that it's pro the metaphor for democracy. It's uh, good as long as a a villain doesn't uh, use necromancy to bring a bad baby deer to bow <laughs> to him instead of the real baby deer. That will bow to the person pure of heart, and then we can vote based on that. <laughs> it's it's wild that like you you could take these exact same elements and basically change nothing and have like a devastatingly cynical critique of liberal democracy, right? Like you would not need to change much. Yeah, which is why it's so weird to hear Vogel give that speech and yeah. be like and and say like, oh well, we have to let them vote, otherwise they won't. They won't shut up about it. But then, but then when we get down to it, the, I mean, the, like, so we have a bunch of fascists in the audience at the big yeah. election. The big election that everyone can just kind of walk into, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then they're, like, cheering for Grindelwald and all this stuff. And then they bring a deer out. And by all intents and purposes, it looks legitimate. It's announced that it's legitimate. And then some guy shows up to be like okay (laughs) no that's a bad that's the wrong one here's the good one and then that just works like all the fascists are like well okay fair is fair then we'll vote for the pure of heart person right yeah like yeah the insanely naive movie to think that like those fascists who were there to see the real election wouldn't have just started like i don't know beating people up right like what like, if that happened, right? Like, you think they were just going to be like, oh, damn, I guess we can't vote for the fascist guy. Like, what? Come on. Like, that's not- the deer didn't bow to him. Oh, well, the, the deer, deer did bow to him, but it was the wrong deer. It's actually the wrong deer. No. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Actually, I'm not a Nazi anymore. The- it was the wrong deer. It was the wrong deer. Oh, how do I know that? Oh, that weird guy showed up on the stage. <laughs> and he told us all. Uh, and then the deer died. So that was... <laughs> That was weird. Movie about how the system was literally microseconds away from installing Hitler and, 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 and comes down on the fact, comes down on the side of, and actually the system works and is good as long as you get, as long as that doesn't happen, which again becomes doubly insane when you remember this is a movie set in 1932 in Germany. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else who was legally elected who might have then, uh, I don't know, gone on to become Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anyone. Oh, Jesus Christ. It, 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 tasteless. And, like, I, I will say, I, I, I remember the last movie just made me angry at this stage, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the the the... You know, I I am not someone who like uh, uh, you know watches a movie and, and and hopes that it like delivers my politics to me. But if the movie is telling me that it is a you know a political metaphor, I am going to judge it by those standards, right? And and then the second one really pissed me off. 
the third one, I just can't help but laugh, right? Like, it's just, it, it's so absurd. The The movie is about how uh, the elected official prior to Grindelwald was completely corrupt and enabled him and nearly installed a fascist to power. And, um, you know, but really the deer system is good, ultimately. Like, what, what is what even is there to say to that? Like... I feel like, because uh, I feel sort of similarly, the second movie made me mad, and this one does not make me mad, and I feel like the second movie really showcased uh, J.K. Rowling's, like, very bad politics that make me mad, and yeah. this movie showcased her extremely naive, childlike understanding of politics <laughs> in a way right. that makes me just go, like whatever yeah this this is an incredibly naive movie um and like the second one was as well i think but it was it was so much more confident i guess Mm -hmm. um that it had something interesting to say and it's like uh uh, a story about how dumbledore was the good guy because he knew that you know they couldn't they couldn't fight the fascist guys there was like a smugness to that movie that this one doesn't have like this this one is so much more uh i guess like earnest in tone not you know i i don't think it's earnest but it but it is it is a much more like bright and positive film right like it's very hopeful and so i guess i don't i i just can't it it it, it it's a different kind of political naivete i guess right of just like th- this is just another really good entry in the canon of like jk rowling is fascinated uh, jk rowling wants her stories to be political but like doesn't really know what politics is you know what i mean like yeah yeah definitely and and i i think the thing that makes me most you know infuriated about this movie is is really just the fact i mean one just the fact that it is a jk rowling movie but like the, the 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 fact that they keep on talking about how grindelwald rules with bigotry right like bigotry is said a lot in this mm-hmm. movie and there's something deeply sad to me about and 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 you know who who J.K. Rowling is today, and 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 what she spends her political capital doing for her to be able to, um, you know, turn around and write this, and you know that's not a surprise, right? That there are you know every every you know bigoted transphobe doesn't believe that they're being bigoted, but like it's still bizarre to see that unfold, right? Like it is. It, it is a very interesting movie to be coming from her now, you know? Uh, there's a line about where they uh, talk about bigotry literally in the movie, yeah. right? They say yeah. they say that. I can't believe that, he, that made it in. Uh, because everything <laughs> right. else is so vague and amorphous, mm-hmm. right? And it's just sort of relying on you to sort of know that they're the bad guys because you killed a baby deer and they look like Nazis, yeah. right? But it's yeah. not really saying anything... Um, so to just come out and say bigotry, I'm like, I can't believe the studio wanted to like touch that with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a choice. Uh, like this is also the, the, like Dumbledore gay movie, right? Like, yeah, right. This is, this is the, the gay Hitler movie. (laughs) Yeah, yes, the, the the gay Dumbledore movie that starts with him. I feel like they really oversold how much cuz cuz in in the books Dumbledore sort of talks about how he bought into uh Grindelwald's uh ideas, but like he he it's it's there's there's enough of like a sense of he's being self-effacing about it, right? Where like maybe he's 
maybe he's like just wallowing in guilt a little bit more than the reality of it, perhaps, if he was manipulated. But this movie, the conversation he has with um, with Mads and then the conversation that uh, Dumbledore has with Newt about it later, it really makes it sound like Dumbledore was a true believer for a hot minute there, right? Like, Right, and uh, sort of the impression that I always got is that Dumbledore had a, um, had a summer, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like he had a summer where he had like a thing with Grindelwald and then kind of, I don't know, they stayed up late and Grindelwald like talked to him about some stuff and he was like, haha, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But that was sort of what I got out of it. And then the sort of tragedy of like, oh, Grindelwald was serious and is now enacting this stuff. And Dumbledore was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that that, that, that happens here is that in this, in this heat scene, Dumbledore Dumbledore asks him like uh, like you're still committed to this and Mads like gives him this quizzical look and is like you were the most committed like and and, and you know it is Grindelwald who knows if he's just like being uh 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 manipulative here but it's like that that's more than we ever got in the books of like what Dumbledore's like responsibility for this stuff was right like <laughs> the idea that Dumbledore was maybe ideologically in charge is a new concept and and colors this very strangely i feel yeah which i think that um again like sort of the tone issues and the who is this movie for um it it we get all of this like sort of moral lesson stuff from newt with the newt and dumbledore stuff where dumbledore has to be like yeah i was like uh I was a Nazi with Grindelwald. I also maybe blew up my sister. And then it just kind (laughs) of like rubber bands back to it coming off as like a Harry Potter lesson where Newt's like, well, everybody makes mistakes. Um, (laughs) That doesn't, that does not match the tone or the stakes of what's being talked about at all. Yeah. The, you, you, when we were talking about this yesterday after watching it, you, you made the point that like, the way Dumbledore talks to Newt in these scenes is like he's talking to Harry, mm-hmm. who is an 11-year-old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Newt is, like, 40, you know? It's like... <laughs> oh, it's so awkward. It drives me insane. Like, because they have to do it, right? That's the other, like, nostalgia bomb that they keep putting in here is that Dumbledore has to say Dumbledore stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He has to He has to deliver the wisdom and all these things, but in the original movie, he's like a like a 150-year-old man talking to a 12-year-old <laughs> where you might have some nuggets of wisdom to pass along. And in this one, it's Jude Law, like, telling Jacob Kowalski, the other grown man, like, oh, you have a <laughs> right. full heart and, like, delivering this, like, lesson or wisdom. And I don't know why Jacob's not like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> The the there's one good thing that comes from that, and it's it, so so. Uh, Dumbledore tells Jacob that he has he has a full heart. You know he he is he is so good. And later on, uh, Jacob runs into Queenie in the Bhutan chase sequence, and uh, he's like, you know, she's like, oh, I was a Nazi. You can't, you know, it's over. And which she's right. Yes. First of all. But um, there's no denying that Jacob uh, insanely turns his swag on here. And he goes, <laughs> you know, Dumbledore said I had a full hot, but he's wrong. There's room for you. And I was like, <laughs> damn. 
Okay. That's smooth. That's pretty smooth. good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Dumbledore. Dumbledore having to be Dumbledore uh, and and talk to a bunch of 40 year olds like their children is really. Oh, that's so awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. And it just makes it just makes the moment where Newt turns it around on him is like, you know, we have to keep trying to be good or whatever. It makes that seem really weird, too, because, again, we are talking about a guy who, it, it, as established by this movie, may, maybe started the Nazi party um, and also maybe blew up his sister. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if... Uh, uh, well, you gotta try a little harder. I don't know if that covers it, you know? Everybody think... makes mistakes, Dumbledore. <laughs> and you're who, pure of heart. Who isn't responsible for a hate movement or two? Yeah, ooh, yikes. A little, uh... Huh. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, anything... Any any other stray observations? Um, yeah, where's Nagini? Oh my god, where is Nagini? That <laughs> should have been in Newt's case, like a picture of Tina and then a portrait of a snake. <laughs> did she she didn't die, did she? No. She no, she just so yeah, where there we should have had a snake. There should have been a snake somewhere. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, yeah, number one, where's Nagini? I wanted Mads to be better. I wanted some smoldering. Yes. Big yes. disappointment. Yeah. He really did not bring it. I mean, and, and like I said, I have nothing but respect for, for him in that regard. Like, get the bag, you know? But, like, if if I have to watch this movie, I would have liked a little bit more. I would have liked him to have turned his swag on, like Jacob yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, remarkable that they were able to bring in a new character and have her be good. I really liked Lally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lally... Lally like single-handedly redeemed the idea of like 1920s wizard movie to me yep thank god we have a like fun character in the magic movie yeah Um, yeah but but most of the movie we're dealing with Theseus or or Newt or whatever and it just doesn't doesn't click I think Newt and, and obviously Theseus um I think that Newt could have not been in this movie yes like yeah. just period. I think that Newt and Theseus are failed characters, which is <laughs> remarkable, since Newt is like the protagonist, right? Uh, but he should he should have been shuffled off. Terrible. Well, I think that's part of what makes all of the creature scenes feel so forced, right? Is that like the creature stuff is only happening because this movie franchise is called Fantastic Beasts, and that's like always been the case. But case, but like at least the first one and the second one kind of were like predicated a little bit on the fact that they needed a zoologist to do stuff, right? And like in this one, there's a baby deer involved, but like the they're <laughs> like you don't need a zoologist for any of this shit, right? No, like, and in fact they've been doing this for apparently forever. Right. Um I don't think the deer needed help giving birth. Um <laughs> And I think that there is a line where they say that Newt is the only magizoologist, so clearly yes. they were getting on fine without him. <laughs> that is actually, that's a Lally scene, too. Like, she, it's when she's um, explaining, when Jacob's like, you don't know anything about me, and she, like, rattles off the plot of the first two movies, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, she she mentions that, that, that uh, 
Newt is the one and only zoologist uh, in uh, in the wizarding world, which is a baffling detail. They, what yeah. are they doing over there? He didn't need to do anything with the deer. It like was in his case. Yeah, it's not like there was a. What if it? What? How come? Here's an idea. If you're gonna keep Newt in this in this movie, what if you did need a zoologist? And and Grindelwald had like an evil Newt who was his rival in this one to, to to like take care of the zombie deer, you know? Yeah. Like like maybe that could have been something, but there, yeah, there's zero need for animal knowledge in this film. Maybe except it, maybe it could be like um, I think this is true about cows where like twins don't survive very often. So maybe it was mm. like we need this we need this baby deer to hold our election. And there's, like, twins, but they're both, like, sick or whatever, because they don't have twins. Oh. They, like, never have twins. But then, like, Newt's foil, the evil Newt, gets the gets the one deer, but Newt is needed to, like, nurse the good real deer oh, back to health. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Literally anything. Do yeah. anything with the deer or have him be necessary in that way. Yeah, because there, there's no... Like, because in, in the second one, it was like, oh, there's the Zoa. We need someone to, like, take care of this, right? It's escaped. And, like, oh, you know, we need someone who can, like, talk it down or whatever. In in this one, it's like, uh, Theseus is in bug prison. Yeah. Um, why, is it, why is it bug prison? Well, the main character is a zoologist is really what that feels like, right? Like, it's a real stretch. Uh, there's, there's not really any creaturing for him to do. He, he, like you say, he's just a, not an important character here. It feels like a merch thing, but I know that it's not, like, I don't think they actually sell much (laughs) merch of Pickett. Of Pickett, yeah, Pickett and, and Newt, like, action figures are, like, the thing that I always find really hilarious when I search for Harry Potter toys and stuff. Um, but I don't know how well those sell. I mean, I guess they must sell something, right? Otherwise they wouldn't keep making them, but, like. Who, who, I feel like I can't actually ask this in earnest because the answer is plenty of people, like with, just like with Tina, but I'm just like, are there Newt stands out there? Like, are there people whose favorite character is Newt? It just doesn't seem. I think Hot Topic sells a Newt coat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You can get his blue trench coat. Yeah. Yeah. His iconic look. (laughs) Yeah. Weird, weird stuff. Just. Yeah, no. Jacob makes so much more sense. Um, Newt, Newt, regardless of even the the zoology stuff, Newt's character arc like concluded in the second movie. Like he resolved the conflict with Tina, and right. that's kind of been his driving force in both of these movies, right? Like he he he's kind of in love with Tina, but he's too awkward to say it. And then there was a there was a misunderstanding in in both movies about him being promised to someone else and turns out he wasn't and it's all okay and like without her that god that shot of her in the case is so weird like such a bizarre thing to do she's just like smiling at him and waving and it's like (laughs) it felt very strange i don't know why they made this movie do you get the sense that like like through all the weirdness of this movie there's just like a sense of obligation yeah it felt like they were held at gunpoint to make this movie And it's like, oh, what do we do with, oh, we could put a picture of Tina in the case and take him to Hogwarts or whatever. Um, It felt like, I expected a movie that was going to feel like the last attempt, you know? Like, 
can we turn the can we turn the ship around? Can we make this good? And I I know mm-hmm. that they tried to make a good movie, right? They didn't yeah. sit down and and try to make a bad movie, but it felt more like we have to make this movie and then we're done. Yeah. We're going to cobble yeah. all the pieces together and and send it out the door. I I, I get the sense that it's like once the me- once the mechanics like, like, like the, when the mechanism starts, you can't stop it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you've hired the, the crew, you've got the actors on contract, you've built the sets, you've got like, you know, the CGI guys are spinning up Blender or whatever. It's like, <laughs> I, I think it's probably just like a very, like it's, it's, it's all sunk cost stuff, right? It's like, you know, we're, we're six months into this eight month production i guess we've got to keep making it right and and there were so many i feel opportunities to stop we've been reporting on like the reporting i say like i'm wearing a press hat but like our news segments for like two years were all like oh the filming was delayed because of covid or like uh there's um there's like filming schedule issues because this other actor's contract bumped up against uh, the movie. It's just like they all these opportunities to stop that they just said like, no, we got to finish this thing. And the move, the final product, I think, really reflects that. Yeah, yeah. It just has no, no life. Yeah, there's there's no energy in this movie, and like that makes it really interesting because you can you can tell that they tried to make it better, and 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 more specifically, you can tell that it's trying to be different, right? Like like the tone is all over the place, but it is, it is anything but the last movie, you know, like it is more movie shaped in structure, but it's just not enough. You know, there's no, there's nothing worth seeing here really other than like forensics wise. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm so curious about how the, the actual writing went and we'll never mm-hmm. know, which makes me so sad because I'm just, <laughs> I'm done. Cause I, I really think I'm just like, they were stuck with JK Rowling's plotting for this. Mm-hmm. And that is just like the, the poison in here yeah. because it's so, because she does, she can't write a, she can't write a screenplay. No, no. You know what I, I remembered recently is is her giant binders that she said were the the other movies in that like documentary we watched about the first one. Oh yeah. And I wonder how much of those like how much of the idea for whatever the original plan for this movie was made it into this one because I mean like this is a like Corbin and Trump movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which obviously wouldn't have been the case when she was writing the uh, the the series ideas originally, and I I wonder how many of those ideas were seeded then, or whether she just scrapped all of that and just wrote this like really basic political screed, you know, like 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 what? It doesn't even read like a screed though. That's true. Yeah, it's it's because Crimes of Grindelwald does this one doesn't. I mean, like this one, it come like it is a very simple political story for children that is weirdly convoluted in a way that children would not like it's this is probably closer to the um what's that stupid children's book she wrote recently the 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 poop sock the what was it called the uh 
I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> what was J.K. Rowling's shitty book called? J.K. Rowling books. That's okay. That's not going to be a very helpful. The Christmas Pig. The Christmas the Pig. The Christmas. <laughs> the and Ichabog. Then the, uh, there's the the Ichabog. Yes. The Ichabog. This is probably closer to the Ichabog, I think, than than uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, right? Like, yeah. Because that yeah. was also a very simplistic, like like political moralizing tale right mm-hmm. huh. yeah yeah it, it, it's weird all of the nastiness is gone i think that's the main thing they right? scrubbed the nastiness out yeah i i imagine that steve clove's job was to go in after like whatever screenplay that that she sent he it was his job to go in with like <laughs> some lysol and a and a wire sponge and just like uh uh scrub all of the nasty shit out scrub the nasty shit out re-sculpt it into movie shaped and put yeah. some damn beasts in there <laughs> yeah i think that i think that's probably if i had to guess you know and 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 like you say unfortunately because they've done zero marketing for behind the scenes stuff in this movie for obvious reasons we will never know and I think that this movie's greatest legacy, I think, and, and, and the most it can aspire to will just be getting memory hold completely, right? Like, there's nothing here that's, that's worth uh, thinking about. If you're, if you're collecting, like, oh, what are, what are the pieces of the Harry Potter franchise that I still hold dear, you know, even, even as it, you know, navigates through troubled waters and, and, and disappoints me? It's like, nothing from this fucking movie. Nothing at all value here, really. I'm on the Fantastic Beasts subreddit. One of mm. the top um, uh, questions is, what is Santos a leader of? Um, Vogel said Grindelwald is the new leader of the magical world. Does that mean leader of the ministry or magic or Makuza or both? What were they even running for? Which is a very funny question uh, to ask on the Fantastic Beast subreddit from a supposed, you know, probably a fan. Um, and it is the Supreme Mugwump, which has been referenced in Harry Potter. Because that was mm. the thing Dumbledore was like, I don't want to be that. Oh, right. Yes. So it's the UN. The Supreme Mugwump. When was that first mentioned? Wow, it is first mentioned in the Philosopher's Stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So I just I just straight up forgot that. Okay. But yeah, no, it's it, it do they say the word mugwump in this movie? No, no. Okay, yeah. I that, that would be I, too silly. Right. I I had a very confusing before i realized that it was a separate thing i like googled it i was like why are they holding german elections in bhutan right and then i had to oh and then i was like oh right this is okay this is a separate thing this is this is a separate job but yeah very confusing and and not helpful that they did not say what the role was Uh. yeah yeah (laughs) um i have one more item on my list here all right uh the always line at the end Oh my god, did I miss that? Yeah, I think so, because we have this, like, last moment with Credence, as Credence is dying of obscuritis, um, (laughs) uh, in, on the election, on the debate stage. Right. Um, and Aberforth goes to him and is like, ah, I'm sorry that I abandoned you. And Credence is like, did you ever think of me? And Everforth says always. Oh my god! I fuck me. I that completely bypassed me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh wow. They're the just iconic putting, line. They're just putting always is in every Harry Potter thing, huh? Oh yeah. You we gotta. got it in Cursed Child and we got it in this. Another important uh, relationship we care a lot about with the Aberforth Credence relationship. The Always. Guy, the guy that Dumbledore never mentioned in in, in seven novels. Uh. Dumbledore does not care about Credence at all. And no. literally never in these movies does. <laughs> because, like, so the thing that's amazing about this is, like, we, this does not work as like a, a prequel thing because we know that by the time Harry Potter rolls around many, many years later, Ariana guilt is still a going concern for Dumbledore. But yeah. I, I guess the, um, the Credence stuff, he has fully put that to bed. He's oh, good. he didn't, he never cared about it to begin with. He, to him, <laughs> Credence is just some guy. <laughs> incredible yeah there's another thing too that this movie does with like the rivalry between aberforth and and, and albus right mm -hmm. there's clearly tension between them and this movie posits that it's mostly because of ariana but like i sort of seem to recall that uh dumbledore was a huge fucking asshole to aberforth for his entire <laughs> life and like made up stuff about him fucking goats or something, and then yeah. like also said he couldn't read and called him stupid and was like spreading rumors about how his brother was like way dumber than him. Like none of that in this movie. No, this is a very sanitized Dumbledore uh, uh, portrayal. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, it. I mean, it's funny how sanitized it has to be, but then it ha it also has to bring in the details that we're just stuck with, like yeah. him probably killing his own sister. Right. Yeah. Like that's the that's the the part that you know Steve Close can scrub as much as he likes to get the nastiness out, but the <laughs> you can't you can't throw the whole thing out, unfortunately. Um, in that position, and uh, that's a, probably what the story needed. There are just some details that are too important that can't be removed. So what are the secrets of Dumbledore? The that's question a of the hour. great fucking question. What is the secret of Dumbledore? Or secret? It's secrets, yeah. Is fun. it? Is the literal answer, it is Aberforth's secret that he had a son? Yeah, like it's... it's uh, <laughs> Is that a little trick? Because, like, you probably think it's Albus Dumbledore, but it's actually Aberforth Dumbledore who had a secret son. Or maybe it's, like, referring to, like, the family at large, right? Like, the Dumbledore family has many secrets. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, there's really no great answer. Because the closest thing to a secret he has in this movie is the heist. But it's not called like Dumbledore's Eleven, right? Dumbledore's heist. <laughs> there should have been a part where where like Theseus was like, "Oh, I wish Dumbledore would have told us more about his plan." And uh, Newt was like, "Dumbledore has his secrets or something." You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would have cleared we, up this whole matter. We needed a title drop for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, we did. <laughs> Well, that's the last Fantastic Beast movie, probably. Yeah, we're bringing that into the world. 
Tapping into the ley line for the final time. Please, please, tapping into the ley line here. That's the end of the franchise. Um, I mean, not not the Harry. Unfortunately, could if it could only be the end of the Harry Potter franchise, that'd be great. But um, uh, I will take this being the last Fantastic Beast movie at the very least. Yeah, don't let J.K. Rowling write another movie. <laughs> for the love don't, of God. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. That's maybe the best lesson out of all of these movies. Like, even if she hadn't revealed herself to be, you know, one of one of the <laughs> biggest, most powerful uh, uh, bigots alive at the moment, um, she's not a good screenwriter. And there's there there's that clip of her uh, promoting the first movie where she's like talking to the audience at Comic-Con or whatever, where she's like, oh, I thought I could write a screenplay. And then, oh, I found out, it, oh, it was rather hard, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is a different skill set. You can't, you can't just plop any novelist down and have them write a screenplay and have that be a blockbuster movie and have it be good. <laughs> This was the gamble WB made on uh, J.K. Rowling. It's like, well, of course, let her write the movie. That's going to be fantastic. Beasts. <laughs> and it at no at no stage did it work. And it's just been like this gathering snowball of like production problems. And this one finally came out and it bombed in theaters. And then it got dumped on HBO Max. Um, an, an unceremonious end to this uh uh, trilogy that was originally supposed to be a, a, quinta- <laughs> five, a quintet five quint- movies. Quintology. Are you kidding me? Yeah, five- that's so funny. What What the fuck are the other two movies about this? Gonna like what could they have possibly been? Yeah, really, really strange. <laughs> Say goodnight to Fantastic Beasts. It's done. It's over. It's just like that baby deer that got its throat slit. Those last two movies aren't going to happen. I mean, this was a zombie movie, really. Like, it's the it's the other one. It's the other deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we take it to the close? Yeah, let's do it. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp. You can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, what? are we reading next week? We are certainly reading a chapter of Twilight and Midnight That's right. Sun. Um, I don't have the chapters up at the moment since we're Harry Potter mode. Um, I think I think you might have said the chapters last the week, week. Yeah. yeah. Before, so just, yeah go, last... just go back and listen to that. Go listen to the last uh, episode. I say, I, I say it right in there. <laughs> and uh, please watch any other movie. Please watch another movie.